What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams. Back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And that's you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle Podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. You're back in here with the Bruce Wayne it is ish the king of content and the speaker of truth, yours truly, the notorious one. New, 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 new world order. A.K.A. Mr. Cochellini, better known as the prognosticator, Coach Adamas. And you in the desert storm bunker with the Bruce Wayne in this ish with EWF, every woman's fantasy in CGA, Seagal Allah, and the eight-time demonetized champion of YouTube. Yes, man, I'm working for free peanuts and bananas, all right? Pause. Ninja working for free out here. All right. We got a great show for you lined up today because it's the best edutainment here on YouTube. And this is the after pill. Since everybody's abandoning the red pill, everybody's abandoning the matter fair. We never abandoned it. We just called it the after pill. This is where you come to get fully free. But anyway, we got a great show for you today. The main show, When Dating Was Fun, we're going to go back to Baby, I'm yours if you want me. We're going to go back and reminisce when, we, when I reminisce over you, my God. We're going to reminisce about the good times. Yeah, these are the good times. We're going to reminisce on the remember the time when we fell in love. Yeah, mm. brothers, we're going to go back. Back in the days when I was young, I'm not a kid anymore. But some days I sit and wish I was a kid again. Yes, we going again, brothers. Back in the day when dating was possibly fun for a lot of you brothers out here. It wasn't always fun. But we're going to talk about when dating got messed up. And we're going to talk about who messed it up. And I got a couple of culprits here. But we're going to talk about why people can't get dating right today. Because dating is messed up. And dating wasn't always easy. We had shows like The Love Connection. Remember The Love Connection? All right, he be up there talking about, did you make Whoopi? We had the Newlywed Game. Okay, we had Next. We had, uh, what was the one where they sit on the couch and they switched the partners? We had some, we had some effery going on back then. We had some effery going on back then. But today, you cannot tell me the dating landscape is completely jacked. And we're going to talk about two people in particular who messed it up. All right, two people who messed it up, and one of them is women. And there's another culprit here. We're going to talk about them as well. But uh, be easy here. Be easy here. We got another part of the great show today. We got Straggling Sniggles Theater coming up. We're going to have a segment called CGA Proven Right yet again. And then we also have Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman headed to the junior college. All right, shout out to Troy Aikman. And then XQC gets booted out of his house. We got footage, mm. and we're going to see if Henry Resilient has covered this part. He gets booted from his property, escorted right off of his property. Why? And that brother was simping back in the day, but now he finding out, man. Ninja, ninja's got to find out the hard way when it comes to dealing with women and choosing the wrong partner. So we got a great show lined up for you today. Do me a favor. Hit the like button. Subscribe to the channel if you want to make a comment. Haters, be happy that you're here. Hey, what else would you be doing, guys? I bet you haters, man. Hey, Real haters would be said, yeah, change of heart. That was the show. Change of heart. All right, haters, what would you do if I didn't show up in the morning? God would be mad as hell. You really would be mad. All right, you covering it tonight? You covering it tonight? All right. Shout out to you. 
he chose wrong. He chose the wrong woman. Hey, one of the things about me and dating, one of the one of the things that I'm going to honestly be honest about this is uh, why I don't date. And you, I've given you a lot of reasons as to why I don't date. And one of them is I be picking the wrong people, man. And this is a this is not just me. A lot of people pick the wrong partner. Right. You ever be in a situation where you be like, damn, I got three good women. Mm, damn, they all good. All right. Tessa's all right. Tata and Alicia. And it's uh, down to uh, Esmeralda. All right. Esmeralda. Hmm, she good. She a little chunky around the waist, but she can cook up a mean group of tacos. Yeah. She seemed mentally stable and she got a good job. And she's trying to play the feminine role, but she's a little bit of a gordita. She a little chunky. She a little embarrassing to take out, but Esmeralda, she's a good girl. Okay, Tata and Alicia, her peace leaves stank like the funk of 40,000 years, but she give you the good sloppy toppy and she throw it back. I don't like the fact that she has glue in her hair all the time. I can't pull hair. All right. And she has another uh, father, another uh, man's child, but um, her family's good. Her father's good. And every now and then she pays for my Jordans and my PS5. She does pay when we go on dates to Applebee's. You know what I mean? She got a good job, and I don't have to pay for her all the time. Tom Alicia, she good. Hmm. All right, Tessa, Tessa. You know what I mean? She's kind of boring. She's a plain Jane. She's middle of the road. You know what I mean? She's decent to take out. She ain't all of that. Tata and Alicia, though, she got a booty. Titties all sitting up nice and high. They sitting right, yeah. Want to bite, yeah. I want to do you right, yeah. All night, yeah. That's Tata and Alicia. All right? Tessa, boring in bed. All she do is just sit there. Oochie, ouchie, oochie. <laughs> she give you a sloppy toppy. But she boring, you know what I mean? She boring, and she want to get married in six months. Hmm. You be sitting here like, all right. Hmm. All right, I'll take Tessa. <laughs> I'll take Tessa. Tessa is the safest option. All right, Tessa's a safe choice. Ta-ta, Alicia. I got to say goodbye, goodbye. All right, Esmeralda. Yeah, you would have stabbed me anyway. I'm going to have to say goodbye to the tacos. I'm going to go with Tessa. Tessa end up <laughs> passive aggressive. Tessa end up the crazy one, bro. And Tessa toss salad. But she end up the crazy one. Like 10 years later, she's still dragging you through child support. <laughs> right? You're like, I thought Tata and Alicia would drag you to child support. Tessa's over here, the worst one at the, at the end of the day. Mm. One year later, she crazy mental health meds. She in therapy. She dragging you through court. <laughs> you sitting there like, I took the safe route. I didn't even go with the straggle daggle and the crazy Latina chick. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Yeah, man. Sometimes you just pick the wrong one. You know what I mean? You pick the wrong one. Yep. Wolf in sheep clothing. Cause Tessa didn't show no signs of being crazy. She said, Tessa's <laughs> Tessa showed no signs of being up and down erratic. She just played normal like this the whole time. You're like this chick boring. Then her, then her uh, her goddess Lila showed up, and she's in the bed convulsing and shaking. You're like, damn. Tata and Alicia sitting around talking about, you should have picked me. <laughs> right? Anyway. Anyway, man, there is no right one. We all that. We, yes, they, they all the wrong one. Hey, you guys got it right. You guys got it right. Never. And guys, if you ever get down to picking the final choice, just realize they all were bad choices. Mm. It wasn't like you picked the wrong one. They all were goofy. <laughs> right they all goofy goofy 
So you would have picked the wrong one either way. You would have went to top title Alicia. It would have been bad. You would have went to Esmeralda. It would have been jacked up too. Mm. All right. Anyway, let's get to this to contribute to the day show. Dollar signs the notorious CGA on the cash app. New, 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 new world order. Uh, Venmo, Coach Greg Adams TV, PayPal, paypal.me backslash Coach Greg Adams, and that is pinned to the top of the live chat on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. And these are donations to the Baby Mama Terrace Fund. New, 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 new world order. All right. Just in case I catch a case. And we can super chat on the Notorious CGA channel. New, 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 new world <laughs> All right. And let's get to the earlier contributors to the day show. Shout out to Albert Wesker. Says the 90s dating equals $10 mini golf. 2023 date equals $150 and a dinner. All right. And, and a dinner. We're going to talk about the entitlement of dating that has kind of messed people up and uh, have what is actually a date. We're going to talk about what is a date. Ladies, you can chime in too, because I know you're watching me. And uh, I've gave that suggestion for mini golf many, many years ago as a great date. But um, what do you consider a date? And I actually have uh, stories about this as a woman that I took on a mini golf date and we went out to uh, catch drinks afterwards and she came to the house and she got halfway undressed <laughs> in my bed. She came back. She was like, yeah, take me on a real date. And I was like, and I said, what that mean? Interesting. <laughs> she knew them guts was going to get pushed in the next, <laughs> next week. So she was like, at least I want a real date out of this. I'm like, a real date? Man, we, people, people are goofy out here. People are mad goofy. Talking about a real date. All right, anyway, man, so let's talk about that. We'll talk about that later on. We got uh, Cheap Drum Hack says, hashtag after pill. This is the after pill. Thank you, brother. Brandon Lewis says, just got my hands on a copy of the Free Agent Lifestyle. Hopefully... It'll be here soon. Hashtag Coach Gang. Appreciate you, brother. Thank you for the contribution there. All right. I don't promote the books enough. They don't sell that many recently in the recent months. A lot of people, you know what I mean? They 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 don't know it's, it exists. I don't promote it, but it is what it is. I appreciate you. I'll start promoting it again. I'm going to write another book here on my fourth book coming up, and then I'll start packaging it up, doing automographs and all of that stuff. I want y'all to get the package. Well, not that package, but I want y'all to get the package. All right, shout out to Rational Rationality says, order takeout from Panda Express ended up with the Ling Ling. Shout out to you. Okay. What, did she work there? I'm confused. All right, did she work there? Shout out to Ling Lang. Lang Lang, shout out to Cesar Ramirez in the building. Shout out to you, brother. All right, who is this in here? Uh-oh. It's, um, is it Dara? Shout out to Dara. I feel sad for single guys now. Godspeed to y'all. Shout out to the sister. Sister, you've been on, on my mind. Dara, the sister. All right, shout out to the sister, man. Yeah, I do. Guys nowadays, y'all got it bad. Y'all got it bad. And we had it bad, too. Even Usher said it. But he had it bad because he was in love. And then he was even twerking. Remember, he was like, you got it. You got it bad. <laughs> All right. Remember when he did the whole dance? He was like, you got it. You got it bad. All right. We used to have it bad before another reason. Falling in love. Talking on the phone. But today, y'all just can't even keep up with no girls, man. <laughs> These girls, man, I have your ass on their Snapchat. Oh, man, this bad out here, brothers. Y'all, y'all, oh, this is why dating coaches are popular for these young dudes because these dudes 
these girls be having these dudes chasing their tail. All right, I feel bad for y'all too, man. Shout out to who is this in here? Reynolds. Reynolds, we need some more Reynolds in the world. He says, looks like Troy Aikman is headed to the junior college. We're going to talk about that, man. She's not as young as you think, but it is. He did kick the wife to the curb, and she probably deserved it. Yeah, she probably deserved it. She did. She did. How dare you? <laughs> All right, who is this in here? All right, let me check Venmo, and then we'll get on to the show. All right, ETC Ready to Work says, good morning, Coach Gang. Ever since I read The Free Agent Lifestyle, my life is getting more freaking awesome. Just wanted to say thank you, and I bought a copy for my cuz. Good luck to him. Shout out to you, and thank you, man. Hey, that book is pivotal. It's a pivotal book. You got to have it, man. You got to have a book. Got to go get the book. Get the book. Your life will change fastly. Yes, fastly. What do we got? Last couple here. Glenn Beck drops off three cups of coffee for CGA ready in the morning, and I'm already on number two, so I appreciate you. And Midwest's Finest says, have you seen the video of the Muslim dad fighting the reading rainbow outside of a school? It's getting thick out here. What city was that? What city was that? There was a city that was not having this bullshit. Um, what city was that? I think it was Glendale, California. I don't know if he was Muslim. He might have been Armenian. I know the Armenians is not playing, brother, in Glendale. Shout out to all the Armenian brothers in Glendale and Burbank. And this, uh, hey, check this out. If you haven't seen Armenian chicks, let's just talk about that, first of all. They all got booty. They got booty. They got body. I mean, you know, if you know Kim Kardashian, they are, they're half Armenian. Um, when you go up to, oh, that was, they were Muslim, but they, I thought they were Armenian. Um, but Armenians could be Muslim and or Christian. They have a mix. You never know. You never know. Uh, but Armenian chicks be having, man, Glendale Burbank. If y'all ever want to know, go down to uh, Glendale and Burbank. But they kind of, they, they, hold on for a second. I don't want to piss off Glendale and Burbank. But let me tell you, they got body yachty, but upstairs, they crazy. <laughs> they crazy. They, they cray cray. They crazy. Shout out to, hey, listen, man, I'm a multicultural guy. I've been around. I grew up around the area. Armenian chicks be cray cray. Y'all can't avoid it. And y'all know I ain't lying. You know I'm not lying. They cuckoo, bro. So anyway, how many, is there are any Armenians in here that I'm pissed off? They crazy. <laughs> right? Some of them are Catholic. Some of them, like, they have a mix. You never know. But the majority of them here in America, they're Christian oriented. All right. But if you go over there, there's a, they could be divided down the line. All right. They crazy, bro. He said they all crazy. They they out there. Um, so don't take it lightly. You're not gonna get a docile, quiet Armenian chick. If you do, you gonna hit the lottery. Most of them are gonna be like over the top, over the top. But um, but they bodies be on point. Anyway, we were talking about it. They're not messing around in Glendale with that reading rainbow shit. All right, they're not re- they're they're not gonna mess around. And the reason why the world is not gonna they're going to give them a pass is because they're going to be seen as not American, right? Which they are American, but people are going to be like, oh, well, they're, they're, they're Armenian. So let them, let's not push that shit on them, but they're going to do it. They'll shove it down your throat. But anyway, that's, I'm not going to talk about it. Oh, and yeah, you, you also with Armenians, you can't just, you're not going to pull game on them. That's why I laugh at game guys. Cause they're used to dealing with straggle daggles. Like I've been grew up in the, in, in Southern California with cultural people you're not pulling no game. Like, dude, these these chicks, man, they grow up spoiled. 
So you think like like they're already put together. They got good families and fathers and shit like that. They're spoiled already. You're not running no game on them, bro. <laughs> Middle Eastern chicks. No, you're not. You're going to need trailer park trash white girls and straggle daggle black chicks and, and, and Latina chicks that slip through the crack to run game on uh, kids that grow up and, 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 and with, with, they already get cars at 16 full, like fully, fully uh, with cars that are what got all the amenities. They traveled already as families and they've already been to five and six countries and you're not running no game on these people. You need gorditas. You need low hanging fruit. I'm telling low confidence gorditas, low confidence fat Latinas, straggle daggles, trailer park trash white women, mud sharks. That's what you need to run game on. Mm. Lost chicks. Chicks, yeah, they got G Wagons fully equipped. That's why I'm telling you, man, these guys are misleading you. You need, I see guys, and somebody said this last night. Guys that do that, when I go out with them, you can you can see them. They never target flat back Kayleys. And then they'll be like, well, I don't like them. And you'll be like, you know that, look, they're the prime meat out here in San Diego, the guy told me, gas lamp districts. Them guys that are doing that, they never target the women that are supposed to be the cream of the crop. They're always going down, middle, and low. Aiming low and hitting all the time. All the time I see it, and then you'll be like, well, game works. Yeah, of course it's going to work on a broken chick like that. I'm like, why don't you walk up to that group of girls over there? You sure won't. You sure won't. You ain't gonna run shit up in there because you already know you don't qualify. They're gonna run you up. You gonna run you up out of there. It's a no-brainer, guys. There's no arguing this. You can argue if you want, but I'll prove you right every damn time. I'm sorry. You'll prove me right every time. Shout out to me. You're gonna prove me right. I can prove it. I can prove it. It's it's just targeting lower quality, low-hanging fruit. Basically broke or broken chicks. We're going to talk about that later. Anyway, I, I got to get moving on. I got to get moving on. Let's get to the first one. Is it straggling sniggle time already? It is straggling sniggle time already. This show is going to be off the chain. Hey, ride with me if you ride with me. You can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky. Come get high with me. That's a deal, right? All right. Shout out to you. Here you go. Somebody says Rouge V agrees. He wrote an article that game is for broken women. 100%. Any woman that has said, oh, my guy gained me. Automatically, you can already tell she's a straggle daggle. My guy run game on me. He got game. It's never a top quality bitch. It's usually a straggle daggle. Right? And it could be a straggle daggle that got a decent job. She, she work at a call center. And she looks like she's a normal chick, but she was a strag when he, when he pulled her. All right. Anyway. All right. Uh, speaking of strags and straggle daggles, we got straggle and sniggle theater today. And we're going to start with granny who is trying to tell you young bucks that she will give you that gummy. And this is where the world has gone ahead. We're going to have to go ahead and send it. Um, if you know, you know. So here's granny. She's going to tell y'all right now. Let's go ahead and let granny tell it. Oh, wait a minute. Here we go. Okay. I told you I was going to put it on you. I told you. You okay? I told you I was going to put it on you. I told you. You okay? Oh, man. I told you I was going to put it on you. I told you. 
All right. And so the dude, humanity. the dude over there shaking, he probably didn't came. Well, he probably done busted real quick. And she said, I told you I'll put, I was going to put it on you out there. And I didn't even have to wrap you in that warm embrace. To wrap you in my warm embrace. All right. And so uh, there's a funny clip in the movie. Um, what's the movie with Jim Carrey? I think it's Yes Man is the movie in which um, he typically says no, but then he sees a, like a therapist, a, sh uh, a Sharma or something like that, whatever they call him. And, um, and the person tells him in order to improve your life, say yes to everything. And it's somebody just basically like a wannabe um, Tony Robbins. And um, that's the motivation to improve your life is to say yes to things. Well, his neighbor for a long time was an old granny in a moo moo and she had dentures. Right. And so she always loved, fell in love with him. And then he always turned her down. Well, now that he has to say yes to everything, when granny comes up and was like, hey, I love you. I want to take you do some things to you. He says he has to say yes. And and in the clip, <laughs> she takes her ditchers out and gives him that gummy. And then he's like, he's hooked on it now. He's cool with it. He was like, it changed my life. I, I didn't realize how what I was missing out on by her dropping that neck and giving me that gummy out here, man. It's barbecue in there. Anyway, it's a it was it's a funny, it's a funny, it's a funny clip. So this clip is kind of the same thing in the same vein. Granny, like I told you. You, you can't miss what you never had out here. Uh, once I drop, put that gummy on you. It's a wrap. <laughs> you okay? I told you I was going to put it on you. I told you. Oh, man. Oh, I just not at this oh, point. Humanity. Not at this point. Uh, but hey, man, send it, man. This is where the world is going. Even grannies with dentures can get on here and chase clout. <laughs> All right. Not even a secret anymore. Y'all nasty boys are going to be oh, out here. That's nasty. Y'all nasty boys going to be out here trying to chase down grannies and say, give me that gummy. All right. Don't get go don't, don't get thrown in jail. We got a straggle that says, I'd rather be a mom before I'm a wife. All right. Again, dating's getting complicated out here. So we got a straggle daggle here weighing in at five foot two, 260 pounds. All right. I'm sure she's a mom twice or three times over uh here you go right here on the screen pictured here uh wait there it is where is it there it is right there i'd rather be a mom before i'm a wife you can tell the community is jacked up here we go be a mom before i be a wife really mm -hmm. that is very interesting wow. i just rather cater to a child than, than my husband than a husband and <laughs> when you're a wife you don't need to get no. <laughs> No, but when you just think when married. you're a wife, you're a hey, wife, yeah. you're a mom, and you, you still have to find time to be yourself. And I'd rather just find time to be a mom and just be myself as of right now. Okay. And well, I get it. Uh, I'm yeah, tell I'm you, not, this thing is on high. It's just I'd rather be a mom right now. So that's a very interesting point of view. Yeah. No, yeah. I get the take. I respect I'd rather be a mom before I be a wife. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, what more can I add to that? It's it's done. Send it. All right. Y'all goose is cooked out here. Your goose is cooked. And she's not the only one that thinks that way. And of course, we appreciate them thinking this way and sharing this because it actually provides clarity for us over the last two decades to realize what has changed. And when we talk about dating and mating and courting and, and relationships and marriage, we have to understand men haven't changed very much. Women have changed dynamically. And then men often get blamed for this situation. We get blamed for not 
uh, changing as they have changed and changing our mindset and being more progressive and accepting these facts. So she'd rather be a mom than get married. And then she's not going to get married to the child's father, obviously. Then she brings these children to another man. And then the other man says, hey, listen, I don't want I don't want a single mother. And then she gets mad. <laughs> she gets mad. And we're like, you're the one who's thinking ass backwardly. You're the one who did this, and now you're suffering the consequences. And now it's everybody else's fault. Of course. And it's all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. Wow. Let's go to the next one. We got, um, boy, we're going back to the community. The communita. The communita is always good for a god dang. Are you serious? So a guy asks, would you rather deal with, they, she asked a group, so group of women. We'll call them women. Would you rather deal with a married man that never tells you no or your own man that tells you no 45% of the time? All right, so you guys know what's going on here. Okay, would you, he asked a group, and it says ladies, but these are women. These aren't ladies. Would you rather deal with a married man who never tells you no, as we call him, him daddy. sugar daddy, all right, or a man of your own that tells you no 45% of the time? Let's go to the hood for the answer. Would you rather deal with a married man that never tells you no? Or Before we get started, these people have the nerve to talk about my hairline. Let's just talk about this. These are the group of women that get on my show talking about I'm bald. And they look like this. This hairline is pushed back to the back of her earlobe. What? Is the hell is this? What? Wait, hold up. Wait a minute. Who are you? I'm tired of people talking about my hairline when half of these damn people got to put makeup on the middle of their forehead. Are you serious? Let's continue. This is why they glue them damn baby hairs on their wig all up on the top of their forehead like this. But anyway, let's get it going here. Your own man that tells you no 45% of the time. No, I'm dealing with the married man. No, I take the married dude. I'm All right, so the, even the Latinas, the Puerto Rican says, I'm dealing with the married man. Sorry. I'm fucking with the married man. Uh, married nigga. I'm sorry. Tell me yes, everything. Oh, the married nigga. Yeah, give me him. I would deal with my man that tell me no because I'm going to beat him the fuck up. Oh, well. I'm going to deal with my man. She's going to stay with her man, but she's just going to beat him up. All right. Taking the married guy because why am I with you? You keep saying no for her. Okay, I'm gonna go with the married guy. I don't like the word no, so a married man, marry me, the married man, a married man. You're my little secret. My own guy that tell me no 45% of the time. A married man, do a married man because nine times out of ten, we sharing these niggas anyway. I mean, I guess I'm gonna have to take the married man. Like, why? I need to be told know sometimes you can't always get what you want all right and so this is the only almost the only one that told spoke with common sense unfortunately she looks like she got hit in the face with a brick i mean but it is what it is i mean you can't be picker beckers beckers can't be choosy out here beckers can't be choosy all right she walking around with the pit bull face all right but let's just talk about what's going on here these are these are people that with their own thoughts their own ideology the ability to make their own choices and let's just be frank these are all women in their prime years. Let's not understand. Let's not underestimate this. These are all women in their prime years. What we automatically think, oh, they're just young and dumb. They don't get it. 
unfortunately, nature has told them these are their prime mating and fertility and selection years. These are the years that they should be picking and set, being with the mate. Not when they're 30, 35, 40 talking about this. And that's you. So we can't just push it off as they're young and dumb. This is the prime selection. This is when they have the most to offer a man. And the majority of them are like, uh, and these are straggles because it's straggle and sniggle. The majority of them, I'll take the married guy. Let's continue. Would you rather deal with a married man that never tells you no or your own man that tells you no 45% of the time? No, I'm dealing with the married man. No, nah, I take the married dude. I'm sorry. I'm fucking with the married man. Uh, married nigga. I'm sorry. Yeah. Sorry. She high all the time. Tell me yes. Everything. Oh, the married nigga. Yeah, give me him. I would deal with my... Look at this group right here. God dang. This looked like the album cover for SWV. S-S-double-double-U to the V-V. Mm. <laughs> all right. This looked like a straggle-daggle rap group. Hoes with attitudes. My Lord have mercy. Look, let me give them the old humanity right here. Oh, the humanity. All right, here we go. I mean, they tell me no, because I'm going to beat him the fuck up. I'm taking the married guy, because why am I with you? You keep saying no for her. Why am I with you and you keep saying no for her? Oh, boy. I think I'm going to go with the married guy. I don't like the word no, so. <laughs> these are th these are prime. These are prime. I run game on bitches. Bitches right here. I mean, it's not even close. A merry man, merry man, the merry man, a merry man. You're my little seed. Man, tell me she hasn't got throttled in her life. I mean, she's been getting throttled all her life since she was 13. Secret. My own guy that tell me no 45% of the time. A merry man. I mean, that girl was halfway decent. All right, but it is New York City, but we can't make that the only excuse. Uh, New York City women are different. They build different. They talk different. They act different. And uh, they don't put up with any shit. But anyway, this is why married men do have an advantage out here. They can have their cake and eat it too. I don't suggest it. I don't suggest it. But it's possible. Let's talk about this one here. I think we featured her on my show before. I've seen her before. Um, this is a woman here. Uh, I can't remember. She's talking about the type of guy that she would marry. And here's a straggle. This is straggle and sniggle. So uh, let's see the type of guy she wants to marry. Here we go. I think a special kind of man to marry me because I'm a lot. You'll be happy here. How much does he need to make? You know what? A lot. I mean, I don't want to say like it's a number attached to it because I go with how people make me feel. But I'm not going to get on here and lie and be like, oh, my God, I want to date a guy that makes less money than me. Like, no, I don't. Like, I love Chanel. Like, I love to travel. I All right. But listen. They'd be like, I love Chanel. I love to travel like it's a skill. These aren't skills. This is what you like to do. Shit, I like to do that too, right? But I got to work. Somebody got to pay the bills. So they would just want to get up under somebody and what? Yeah, the camera is crazy. For some reason, they edited it with this camera moving around. Well, the camera's not moving. It's just the way it's edited, post-edited. I am very luxury. I work hard so I can have a luxury life. All of my men that I've ever dealt with treats me very well. That's the red flag right there. That was the red flag. She says, all of the men that I've dealt with, let's start again. Let me repeat it. All of the men that I've de dealt with, yes, the Generation Z attention span. They got to make the edit move around just to keep your attention. All of the men that I've dealt with, all of the men that I've dealt with, all, not all of the men that I was in a relationship with, 
not all the men that I uh, committed to, not all the men that all the men that I dealt with. That means she's a sugar baby. Mm. All right. She's a sugar baby. She's a prostitute. She's an escort, whatever you want to call it. That's what she's been doing. She's been dealing with wealthy men and they have treated her well. None of them were. She got nothing from now. What she now wants to do is settle down. And that's you. Now she wants that man to also treat her like the previous men. All of the men that she's dealt with. She wants to be able to settle down with the guy that treats her like all of the men that she dealt with before that she got nothing from other than trips, gifts and salami. And we only upgrading. So, I mean, I'm not going to put a number on you, but like, baby, I don't want to ever be told no. (laughs) For sure. What's wrong with this? Not told. No. Is this a new thing with women? What is this shit? (laughs) Don't tell me. No. Is that like a new thing? I mean, I haven't heard that before. She's going to hear more no's than yeses with me. I'm going to just let you know that right now. Um, because I say no like it's for my health. No. <laughs> right? I have no problems telling you no. A lot of people have problems telling people no. Like, that's the first thing that comes up. No. <laughs> before you even figure it out. No. All right. I already know what you're going to ask me. No. I don't have a problem saying no. My problem is saying yes. Anyway. No. They be coming over junior college girl. You think you can kick in an extra? No. We agreed to. <laughs> that was my default. We already agreed to what we agreed to. Now that you done got it, now you want to bargain. Your bargaining chips are gone as your boy, um, as your boy um from the I can't remember his name. He's a comedian. He does YouTube out here. Your bargaining chips are gone. I busted a nut already. <laughs> you can't you can't now negotiate. You got no damn, you got no, nothing on the table now. What is my guy's name? He does, he does, um, he does YouTube on here. I'm going to give him credit. And, um, people have said something similar before, but, uh, as, as soon as, as soon as I busted, yeah, Holcomb, Holcomb is his name. He's used some of my stuff too. So I'll give him credit. Corey Holcomb, Corey Holcomb. He's used some of my stuff too, but I've, I've, I'm going to give him credit because he said this on the standup. So Corey Holcomb said, hey, once I busted, you've lost all negotiation. You could lost all leverage. You've lost your bargaining chips are gone. And this is 100% true. Once I busted, you can't ask me for something else. <laughs> I know he's been around for years. See, Ninja's like, he's been around for years, but he watches CGA. Believe it. Believe it. But uh, I want to give him credit because he said it not on YouTube. He said it in the stand-up. So I want to give him credit for the stand-up. But he watches CGA. All right, it's a known fact. But I appreciate him. I appreciate him. But um, anyway, shout out to Corey Holcomb for saying that. <laughs> All right. Everybody watches. Hey, let me tell you something. Everybody watches CGA. Uh, never. Hey, man, I tell you, man, I will do something. I will show a video because I'm on here seven hours, eight hours a day. I'm on here seven to eight hours a day. And I show you a lot of stuff. Soon as I show something, you know, a video pops up. <laughs> All right. You know, a video pops up right after I, I come on to see my suggestion box and I see I jump on Instagram and everybody's covering everything that I just covered. <laughs> mm. I'm like, damn. I know shit is, you know, some stuff goes viral at the same time. I get it. All right. But I'm like, damn, Ninja, y'all go react to every goddamn thing. Bro. Mm. Tell me I'm lying. Tell me I'm lying. <laughs> I be sitting here like. The fuck is going on? I just talked about this. 
But anyway, I appreciate everybody. I'm just I'm just telling y'all I'm the king of kings. I'm just letting you know. Even when it comes to stand-up comedy, even against all the legends, CGA is the king of kings. <laughs> Shout out to you, man. All right, I don't care who came first or last. CGA is the king of all kings in here. And shout out to the kings. But anyway, let's get to the show. <laughs> All right, let's get back to the show. That was straggling snake. Hey, ride with me if you ride with me, you can slide with me if you feel like 550 on the fast sticky can get high with me. That's a deal, right? Yeah, people saying people seeing the people use peace leave. Dude, I see people that I don't even know of. And they'll be doing something completely different and they'll say peace leave. I'm going to tell you one, something right now. Peace leave. Nobody said that before I said it. All right. If somebody is using peace leave, they for sure watch CGA. I mean, I see dudes doing street interviews somewhere in the middle of wherever. And they'll use the word peace leave talking to a girl. I'm like, what? <laughs> all right. Oh, by the way, yes, Hollywood is watching me and they've been watching me since I've been at like 50,000 subs. I had Hollywood agents reaching out to me. All right, television shows are watching me. Uh, these goofy-ass writers, uh, these writers that write Hollywood, they watch me. It's it's a fact. And I had Hollywood agents reaching out to me when I was at 50,000 subs on my main channel. Not on this, on this, Not even on this channel. When I was at 50,000 subs on my main channel, I had Hollywood agents and casting agents reaching out to me. All right? Trying to get me to do stuff with them and all that stuff. So, new, 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 new world. And we do have main major celebrities that watch me. So, people that think, nah, that's not true. It's a, it's a fact. They are getting, yep, these goofy ass writers that don't have no talent, no talent ass Hollywood writers. They're watching my show. You know, I just called you out too. All right. They putting a pen away right now because they on strike. But these no talent ass rappers are de and rapper, rappers are watching me too. But these no talent ass Hollywood writers are watching me. All right, on a daily basis. They wake up in the morning. They wake up in the morning. All right, let's see what CGA comes up with. And I told those, uh, I told, um, just so you guys know, um, there was a big-time casting agent that re reached out to me on, when I was just starting YouTube. And um, I knew then and there. I was like, nah, I didn't take their deal. I didn't even pursue it. And she would call me. She called me at least two or three times and emailed me and was like, hey, we want to bring you in, bring you on on this concept. And I was like, nope. Nope. At right then and there, I said, right then and there, I said, I got value. I was like, I got value because you guys know comedians have writers. Comedians have writers like I don't have a writer. I come up with all my stuff originally, but your big time favorite legend comedians all have writers. Like they have people writing their jokes. Yes, the top dudes. Y'all don't know this, do y'all? I'm giving y'all game. I'm giving y'all game. The top comedian legends have people who write their jokes or portions of the joke. Consider that. Consider why that would be an incentive to watch CGA. So here's the thing. I don't have a writer. Yes, I saw, I borrowed stuff from other people to complete a joke and whatnot. Yes, we've all done that. But what I'm telling you is I knew then and there when they were reaching out to me at that early point of my YouTube career, I was like, I got something here. If they're reaching out to me now, and I settle and jump and go to Hollywood route that early. I was like, I'm missing out on, I'm missing out on what I, my true gift. And I'm going to give up my true gift to pursue something that's not going to last. So I said, nope, I turned it down. I was like, I wasn't chasing any dollars. I wasn't chasing any fame. I wanted to have control of my content, at least for the first seven years. And then after seven years of doing this, then I can decide which way to go. All right, but I'm like, I don't want no sponsorships. 
I don't want any, I don't need any Manscaped sponsorships or Tej Henley or I don't need any of these sponsorships. I don't need none of that. I'm going to just do me. I'm going to build my platform. I'm going to be me. I'm going to push my shit out there. And then after seven years, then I can look back and see, see what I got. All right. But don't think that these people aren't watching me and don't think that these people come up with their own ideas. If that, that they're, that are legends. A lot of them, a lot of them have writers and a lot of them steal content. Uh, comedians have been known to take content from other comedians. Uh, specifically, what's that fat pog name? What's that pog white woman? What's that pog white woman? I can't remember her name. All right. Uh, what's her name? She looked like Miss Piggy with a wig, but on wig. A lot of them, a lot of them steal other people's stuff, comedian stuff. They sit in a room and they get, they take a joke and they run off with it. All right. Yep. I'm in the urban dictionary. Somebody said, look, somebody says, I just Google peace leave. Google it right now. Urban dictionary, a term coined by coach Greg Adams that refers to a woman's peace leave. Look it up. Amy Schumer is her name. Amy Schumer is her name. So don't think because uh, somebody's more famous than me, they ain't taking my, they ain't take, they ain't taking from other people. But Google, Google shit that I came up with, boom, it shows my name. Google it right now. Google peace leave, and I will come up. Picture of me like this. <laughs> Picture of me. So man, y'all better give me my credit out here. Don't ever think, brother. Don't ever think. Let's get some, some super chats. Let's get to some super chats and shout out to everybody, man. Yeah, I'm dude. This is why I can honestly say I'm the king of kings because I do this and I do this on my own. We do a funny show, even though it somewhat gets repetitive, it's still funny. I can twist it and whatnot. All right. And monkey double Google monkey double backflip. Google peace leave. Google a whole bunch of shit that I came up with. I'm in there. The notorious one. This is why I'm the notorious one. New, 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 new world order. This is why I'm the notorious one. All right. <laughs> All right. I he am he is I and I am him. Even my haters use monkey double backflip recently. That's when you know. That's when you know. Even my haters have used monkey double backflip. Google monkey double backflip. Who comes up? It's there. The eight time. The eight time. This is why I know I'm the king of kings. Anyway, flatbacks. Who came up with that? Now flatbacks has been a long, long back flatbacks. I heard little Bootsy even say. Long back. I know Lil Boosie watches me. Lil Boosie, what's up, bro? I know y'all watching. Because Lil Boosie was on Vlad TV. <laughs> Shout out to Willie King. Boosie was on Vlad TV talking about he like real white girls. And then Vlad was like, what's real white girls? And he said, long backed it. I was like, that's what I do. I was like, bro. Anyway. He said it on Vlad. Shout out to Lil Boosie, bro. I know you watching me this morning smoking a big old blunt. And Baton Rouge. Anyway, let's stop. All right. Anyway, shout out. And, and somebody shot me out in the rap. Shot, somebody shot me out in the rap. <laughs> Woodley King says 36-year-old copper from New York City making $130,000 a year and he's living the free agent lifestyle. <laughs> All right. Shout out to you, brother. Shout out to you, man. You making 130K New York City copper. All right. And what about the money that you take from drug deals? Did you count that or no? Mm. Like when you bust up drug dealers, do you take the money? What about the money you take off the top? You, you, you talking about that money, too? Or is that is that your paycheck now? <laughs> now nah, he mad at me. He not even turned me off. Um. Anyway, 
What about the money you take from the uh, organized crime uh, to look the other way? You talking about that? What about the Jamaicans and the uh, Caribbeans when they selling late fake Louis Vuitton in Times Square and you look the other way? You act like you're going to chase them down and then you, oh, I just missed them. What about that? Do you, are you talking about? <laughs> oh, man, let me stop, brother. Okay, now nah, I done made him mad. I done made him mad. All right, so anyway, man, shout out to him. He like, I know nothing. I see nothing. Shout out to you. All right, look. Uh <laughs> He says you get this 10%, 12% off the top. My man making a bag over there. He like, I really make 70K. That's passive income. All right, but anyway, shout out to my brother over there. All right, anyway, <laughs> shout out to Jacob. He says, fellas, do any of you have the issue where, wait, do you any of you have this issue where all the straggle daggles, 35-year-old women and ugly and fat, and they are swarming you, but the chicks that are eights and ups or even six purposely won't even look your way or get out of the way to ignore or dish you. So I get this one. So uh, I, I messed it up, but he's basically saying the low hanging fruit are, are swarming you. But the women that are sixes and ups, eight and ups, they kind of ignore you. Look the other way when you're walking. Uh, we could talk about that a little bit later. That's most men. That's most men. Most men, it's, you know, you, what you will find is even top notch men get this behavior. Not all women make themselves openly available. And there's a reason why they do this. All right. There's a reason why they do this. This is a definitely a mating tactic. As to say, because I always believe that all women see you before you come up to them. They have already seen you. Now, men typically, since we're visual creatures, we want to look and look at the booty and look at everything we want to examine women already can see who the man is who you are what you are your status where you last whether they will sleep with you within two seconds two seconds so never think that a woman didn't see you now when you approach them they might act surprised because they're just surprised you might have even opened your mouth but they've already seen you whether they're interested whether they're playing coy or want to outright give you a sign to leave them alone, they've already made that judgment. But they just don't need to look and stare very long. They've already got enough visual information to determine what they're going to do, how they're going to treat you. Now, some of them are very crafty. They'll look at things that has a reflection. So they are still looking at you or gauging if you're safe to them or not. So looking away doesn't mean they can't see you. Looking away, yeah, they've already seen your shoes. They've already determined. They've already examined you. They have facial recognition features, whether you're married or not. They've already looked at the hand. They've already done it. Now, just because they look away doesn't mean that they're not looking at you. They're still looking at you. They're using peripheral vision. They're looking into the reflection of mirrors, glasses, uh, glass, sunglasses themselves, reflection of whatever is on the stand. They're, they're already paying attention to you. They're still, even if they've dismissed you, they still have to keep themselves safe from you. So walking by you and her turning away doesn't mean she can't see you. Okay, so um, always can always take that in consideration. All right, but if she's not gauging interest, what you guys have to understand is one or two things is happening. Number one, number one, she's doing you a favor. <laughs> okay, she's doing you a favor, meaning that she doesn't want her time wasted. You're not going to waste her time. So sometimes the rejection is great because... 
why go up to somebody who's not interested? Why talk to her if she's not interested in you? Number two, she's playing a game, a coy game. Instead of being direct, she's being indirect, which is something that you might have to determine if that's valuable and, and worth your time. But in those scenarios, can I say this? This is why I don't talk about cold approach that much because that is a waste to me regardless. That is a extreme waste. It's, a, it's an extreme waste of my attention to that. So, so what will happen is I see her, I might and like her, I might put her in a class of I'll fornicate with her. She's practiced. She, I put her in a class. She's wife and material and she ignores or she plays coy. Those two things are an indicator of it would be a waste of time to even think about the possibilities of what I missed. If I'm sitting in the car, damn, I should have talked to her. Damn, I should have went. Well, that would have just been a chasing my tail. I would have actually put myself at a lower position than her. There would have been too much waste. She did you a favor. That's why I don't say cold approaching is the best strategy for you because you're playing the numbers game. And the numbers game eventually means you're going to run into a crazy bitch before you run into a bitch that's going to be valuable to you. So don't waste your time on that. Don't waste your time on that. Either walk up to her and be straight up and or, or move on. Those aren't the best women for you. In fact, you will find that most women in relationships did not get their relationship from that type of approach where she went out and played coy or looked away and you walked up and you presented yourself. It, it doesn't. It's a waste of time. You're wasting all of your time. Okay. If she does that and she does the coy thing, just walk up to her. You would, would you like penetration now? I wouldn't suggest you do this, but you guys are all wasting your time on the possibility. The social circle where the woman can't play that game immediately is probably where you want to be at if you want any level of success, even hookups. Even hookups. This is just my opinion. But we waste a lot of time thinking about what possibly are and why women do this and why women do that. The reaction is, the, re the reality is, most of the time she's doing you a favor. She's doing you a favor. She's not doing something to... Like, if she's asking for you to keep doing this now, I'm going to look away coyly. And then I want you to walk up to me. And then I want it to be serendipitous. And I want to be surprised. Oh, hi, what's your name? Oh, oh, yeah, let me run my lines on you. Let me get your Snapchat. Then eventually get your number. Man, please. Dude, I'm telling you as an older man, do not waste your time with this bullshit. You holler monster ninjas. Do not waste your time with that. I get it once every once in a while. Once every once in a while, once every blue moon. But if you waste your time with that, man, please, you're putting yourself lower on the rung. And all you're going to be doing is chasing, chasing, chasing your entire life. I'm in a position where I never have to chase a bitch. Never. They in a position where they put their wheels on. They in their wheelchair. All right. They and they, they, they running after me. They got to. That's just where it is. I didn't work this hard to chase a bitch. I'm just letting y'all know, man. Look, you bitch, you bitch, or a woman or a lady. I did not work this hard to chase a woman. I worked this hard for them to recognize CGA, the king of kings. That's why I'm just letting you know, bro. Now, if I'm a low grade ninja who got nothing to prove, I get it. Be you, do you. This is why low-grade ninjas don't understand me. But I didn't put in all this work and did what I did and got bought what I bought to be chasing a hoe or a woman or a lady. I did not do that. <laughs> right? Anyway.
That's just what I want, man. She look, I could. I'm changing her life. And the majority of women in America, this is why America's toast. The majority of women in America cannot change my life for the better. For the better. The major, I'm talking about damn near all of them. This is why I don't believe that that many of them are out of my league. I don't care if she's a celebrity chick. What's she going to do? Make me a celebrity? No. <laughs> she ain't going to make me a celebrity. She certainly ain't going to make me rich. And most of these celebrities ain't rich. I'm telling you, look at where Stacey Dash ended up. She was living in a two-bedroom apartment with a man with, that had two teenage kids. That's where she ended up. She ain't rich. These, these people ain't rich. These celebrities ain't rich like that. If they're, especially if they're a C-list, D-list celebrity. They ain't got no money. They got to they gotta be passed around by major men to make it, if you get it, majors. They got to be passed around and, and bought and treated like sugar daddies and babies and all of that shit for the rest of their life. Because think about it. Think about it. Name a movie some of these women have been in that made a million dollars. Y'all talking about that? Like, name a movie they've been in in recent times, in the last. Gabrielle Union, Megan Good. Name a movie they've been in, bro, that did big box office numbers. <laughs> and you talking about they out of my league. I could change her life overnight, bro. I'm just telling you, Clueless. When, what year was Clueless? Clueless, what year? Put the year. <laughs> Put the year. Put the year Clueless was in, was out. What was that, 1996? But that ain't drawing no big money, bro. That ain't drawing no dollars right now. You ain't getting no residuals off that. What you getting, what kind of residuals you getting off of uh, Clueless right now? That's, that's, what, that's what I'm saying. So these celebrity women that y'all be like, oh, this girl right here. And I'm like, okay, name a movie they've been in in the last two years that did big money. Where they drawing big checks from. None. None. So, again, my point. Not many women in America are out of my league. They're just out of my price range. And some of them don't even want to do the work to be in this league, in this echelon. And I ain't even big time. I ain't even big time. <laughs> it is what it is. All right. Anyway, let's get back to the show. Shout out to Cesar. <laughs> what we call you, Coachy. Lyle Pocket says, here's your flowers. You're like the Rodney Dangerfield. These people give you no respect. None. None. Shout out to the people that came before me. Anyway, uh, I got two more. Shout out to Cody Draper says, shout out. And how do you avoid false allegations? Uh, that's a long story. <laughs> that's a long story. All right. Mr. Albert says, older women mad because we don't wine and dine them anymore. And yes, I'm going to tell you why dating is not fun anymore. And that's one of the reasons you just hit on it. You just hit on it. And um, I'm going to make that point. Because, uh, yeah, I'm going to make that point here in a minute. All right. So look, let me get on with the show right here. Proof that women keep receipts. Proofs that women keep receipts. One of the talking points that I came up with, yes, is that your girlfriend, your wife, even your sister and your daughter has information about you that could torpedo you should you do them bad. Ladies, ladies, go ahead and admit. I know you want to admit this, but I know this to be true. Any email, text, photos, communication that you've sent your mother, your sister, your daughter, your mama, your baby mama, your ex-wife, your wife has been kept in her phone, on her notes, and in a file, a folder, a notes folder. And she will be ready to pull them receipts when ready. 
Now, you might think, not my girl. Yes, your girl. She has notes in that little, if she has an iPhone, on that little notes tab, the little notes app. She has notes of conversations that you've had. Yes, your wife. Your wife has the same thing. Any pictures that you have taken together that have been funny, funky, you went to a swingers party or something like that. Information that you guys actually had to work through through counseling or you worked through it and you said, okay, let's start with a clean slate. Uh, uh, uh. You started with a clean slate, but she still had evidence. Okay. She still had evidence. She screenshotted text messages, brothers. Now, I'm going to show you a woman who is actually going to do that. And, and Zion Williamson's going through that right now. All right. Um, he sent her um, um, Snapchats. He sent this woman Snapchats. I covered it last night. And she is screen. She didn't screenshot the Snapchats. She took pictures with her second phone of the Snapchats. And she filed them shits away. So now that now Zion has treated her bad, according to her. And now she's exposing those Snapchats. Let me show you this meme real quick. Let me show you this meme. And all women do this. All. When people say all women don't do this, all women do it. This meme, this meme is a woman on Twitter. And she says, when I say I got proof, this is what I mean. Take a look. This is one of the reasons why I don't have running conversations with women via text. This is why I told you, never ask or answer a question that she has posed to you on messaging. Never have a long diatribe and conversation with women over text. All you do is you give her the details, you give her the instructions, and make sure she don't head for self-destruction. All women do this, all of them, and there's a reason why, and the reason why makes sense why they do this. Number one, they don't trust you. And one of the things that in relationships that they encourage men to do is trust them. But this is a this is evidence that they do not trust you. Thus, they don't believe what you're going to do. They don't believe what they're uh, that that you're going to have their best interest at heart. So they have to do what? Protect themselves. And they're going to use your words against them. And they're never going to have a situation where they have to think about it. Uh, remember when you said, and you could be like, I don't remember, and they don't have the evidence. They got to pull that, pull your file. They got to pull your file. And I've been warning you guys that they do this, and this isn't a slight. This isn't putting them down. They do this for a legit reason. Okay? And they will, they will know, look, they will know where that evidence is immediately. You could be in a conversation, and you say, I never said that. And she'll say, oh, really? And she'll pick that phone up and she'll open that phone and she'll scroll right to it within 15 to 20 seconds. Mm. Quickly. Because the second reason why they do this is they're social creatures. These relationships matter the most to them. This is why if you want to find out who the prize is in relationships, what matters to most what matters to uh, relationships, who wait, who matters the most in relationships? Women. They need them. They would die without communicating. They would die without relationships. They would wither away. They would turn into beef jerky. Thus, there's a lot of social implications when it comes to relationships. They just don't want to be seen as the bad guy. They wouldn't want to see to be wrong because it would mess up their total social sphere. So they got to be seen as the one that's been wrong, the one that's been victimized, the one that was lied to. They got to be seen as that. So they need evidence. Number three, they can't beat you up, right? 
they 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 could try probably try to take your life, but they don't really want to do that. So they got to make sure their interest is protected, and that you're a man of your word. So if they do catch your ass lying because they don't trust you, if your wife has this, she doesn't trust you. If your girlfriend has this, she doesn't trust you. And if she's asking you to trust her, she shouldn't been doing this. But listen, I don't make the rules of the game. All women do this. And there's good reasons and kind of suspicious reasons as to why they do this. But they got the evidence. They're never going to be without evidence, Ninja. And they screenshot these shits and these communicate. This is why I tell you, if they ask you a funny question out of the blue, it's a long setup. They sit around thinking about relationships all day. They sit around all day. They, th they make you think that uh, they don't think about this all day. All day because there's big implications for their lives about social relationships, especially with men. Even when they have a relationship, they're thinking about the relationship 24-7. And then when they say, are you thinking about me? And you'd be like, nah, not really, bitch. She can't believe it. She's like, what? I think about you all day, all times. And then you think, I think about bending you over. And she's like, that's disgusting. <laughs> but for them, relationships are everything. Thus, they think about it all day long. By the time she asks you a question, she has already developed eight scenarios as to how this is going to go. By the time she gets into an argument, she's already ready with the evidence and where it's located so that when your dumb ass uh, answers the question right or wrong, she has a response to be able to come back at it right or wrong. This is how their lives are. Yes, they have no life. This is their life. Relationships are their lives. Without it, they're not validated. Without it, they cannot survive. Don't, get, don't fall for that they can survive on their own. They can't. They need relationships. I don't care if it's with a lick and low lover. I don't care if we're with a guy, a pokey. They need them. That's why they monkey branch from one to the next. This is why they're never single. This is why they serial date. This is why they have serial relationships. They leave one and get right back into another one. This is why if they say they're celibate, it's something out, out of, it's odd. What? You haven't had a relationship? You haven't had sex? You haven't had a man? They go from one to the next to the next to the next to the next. They need them. They need it like that oxygen. So this is why they do it. So um, anyway, never under, guys, your girlfriend and your wife, your sister, your mama, your daughter, all women in your life, have shit on you. This is why you don't discuss shit with them unless they're face to face. This is what I always tell them. I will talk about it in person. Why can't we talk about it now? I'll talk about it when you see it. How many times will they say, okay, they won't do it. They want to talk about that shit now. Let's talk about it now. No, I don't want to talk about it now. I don't see you. I want to see you when I see you. Dudes, uh, sometimes, um, you know, what will happen is um, even with your kids, if you have a baby mother and something's going on, you're discussing your kids or something about the impact of your kids. You know what they're going to do? They're going to wait till those kids are with her. She ain't going to do it when the kids are not there. So the kids are with you. You're discussing something with your baby mother about the kids. And you'd be like, you know, we're going to do something with this. Then the, the kids, the kids don't want to go to the summer camp. And the kids are with you and discussing it. She ain't going to do it. Why? She got to wait till them kids is in her presence so then she can establish her manipulation and control over them. And then, then she'll address it with your punk ass. Tell me I ain't lying. This is what they do. Dude, I got them figured out. I can write a book on women. 
<laughs> they can't survive alone. I can write a book on women. I got them figured out. There's nothing new under the sun. I got them figured out. They got about five lanes. I know them all. They're not that complicated. The only reason why women are complicated. The only reason women are complicated is because you love them. Mm. <laughs> I'm giving y'all game. The only reason why they're complicated is because you because you love them. Once you stop loving them and realize they're not lovable, you understand everything they're doing. Now, this is going to take time for you. You got to let one go. I already told you. I asked the Lord for understanding of woman. He told me I got to stop falling in love with them. And forever, I understand every damn thing they're doing. I know what they're going to do before they do it. There's only a couple things. So um, when it comes to this, this is not a judgment against them. I know how they play. I know they. I know I'm down dirt. I know I'm like the back of my hand. There's nothing new under the sun. Everybody has written about this from Socrates to the Lord Jesus Christ himself. <laughs> right. But the loving them will get you to a point where you can't understand them. And you will believe that this woman's never going to do the things that we say women typically do. And they've done for 200,000 years. And then you say, but not mine. Bullshit. All right. Watch. Just wait. Let's wait a while. Before it. Now, so I can have fun with women. I have a lot of fun with them. I have time. I can give them the little romance. They can give me a little bit of pornography. We can have fun. It's not that we can't have fun, but this whole love thing will make you get out of understanding with them. And I want to understand them because that has way more implications over my life than love. All right. And love is fleeting, but understanding is forever. Shout out to the coach gang. Hit me with the light. All right. Because I'm giving y'all this reel out here. Anyway. Speaking of, this is a woman here that's going to take uh, a man hears his girlfriend's sexual past and he's in instantly uncomfortable with it. A man hears his girlfriend's sexual past and he's instantly uncomfortable with it. Let's take a look at this and I'm going to break it down. What's going on here? Break it down. Shout out to Self Rollins. Um, hold on for a second. Um, this is a looks like they're somewhere at a I don't know where they are. Let me see here. Let me make this bigger. That's what he said. They're at a comedy show, it looks like, and it looks like they're blindfolded. Uh, you see her. She's dressed like an American woman. Uh, much of this attire would not fly anywhere else. She's literally wearing lingerie as a shirt and wonders why people treat her like a piece of meat. Well, she's been treated like a piece of meat all her life. That's literally a lingerie top. But in America, we were so screwed. This is called a camisole. But this is basically a piece of lingerie. <laughs> Listen, in America, we gone, brother. Send it. And, and men are down, down and dirty. All right. But it is what it is. <laughs> All right. So they're going to ask a question. Has either one. I, I'm supposing they're dating each other and uh, they have um, they they're they're dating or something like that. I don't know if they've known each other long. And it says uh, they've had a threesome. So they set it up. The person's had a threesome. And they're going to answer blindfolded. Let's go from here. Thumbs up. Oh. What? Honestly, I had a lot of fun when I was in high school and college. And then I graduated and then I became like a grandma with a dog. Um, I mean, do you want the details or do you want to know? Right, right. 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 Do you want to know? I, I feel like we all want to know the details. Um, <laughs> Weirdly enough, it was a guy. It was with a guy that I lost my virginity to. 
and this girl that I was like best friends with in high school. <laughs> was it a positive memory for you? Yeah, it was fun. Oh, yeah. And that's you. All right. So, guys, let me just explain something that happened here. All right. What happened here? And this happens a lot in our culture. This is why dating is somewhat weird for younger people, the generation of people who should be dating. We're talking about late teens and people that are in their, you know, up to early 30s. And this is this group right here. I'm assuming that they're around the age of, I would say, 30, 31, 32. OK, so essentially she's had her fun in these streets and she's ready to settle down. And that's you. But the problem is she's more sexually experienced than him. As you can see, she's dressed like a skeezer with lingerie top. All right. All out in the public. And he's dressed like a corny Brad. He's a, he's got a good job. He's got a good career. He's going to take off. And by the time he hits 40, he's going to be making one hundred thousand dollars a year and he's going to be stable. He hasn't had much. He hasn't had orgy orgies. He hasn't had much sexually. Um, That most people think like most of the things in his life sexually are fantasies, fantasies, absolute fantasies. Unfortunately, you can't say that about the typical American woman today in general. What they've had in terms of pleasure, they've already run the gamut. This is what the Bible was warned about is because now when these women get married, if she didn't avoid that, she can always not think of her husband in a pleasurable way. She thinks of other men, her boyfriend. And that's why he asked, did you have fun? This is a pleasurable experience for you. Yeah, I had fun. That to him, he's uncomfortable with that. Number one, he's never had it. He admitted it. She has. She said, I was wild in my high school and college years. In these streets. Now, most women believe that most men have had sexual experience, and it's absolutely false. A third of men have had no sexual experience. And then the, the people in the middle, the 33% of men in the middle, has had very little. And then there's the top tier men, the top 20% of men, they've done almost everything. In women's world, they can't imagine that. So when they get with the man and they, she says, you never had an orgy, you never had a threesome, you never had a train yang, you never had this, you never had sex while backpacking through Europe, you've never went to a different area code and hooked up with a person on a one night stand. The guys are like, no, nope, I've never had any of those things because the truth is they never have. Unfortunately, now the dynamics have switched. She wants to settle down. She says, now I'm a grandma with dogs. And that's you. Now I'm looking for the good guy. But she's experienced the thrills, and now this guy just wants an exclusive sexual partner that he probably can't satisfy, which is going to be a recipe for disaster. He won't be able to satisfy her because he said, was that experience pleasurable for you? Yep, I had fun. That's going to intimidate the shit out of him. Mm. He already done. Every time he goes to please her, in his mind, he's going to say, I'm not enough. That's why he asked what he asked. He says, I'm not enough. He already don't have enough. We already know he hasn't had much sexual experience. So he already probably busting in five strokes. And he's probably already knows that he can't sexually satisfy her. Now that he knows this bit of information, he's like, oh, shit. Mm. And then she lays there and gives him duty sex, pity sex. Instead of working through it, she's going to remember all the pleasure she had while she was the wild child. And for certainly... If he marries her, she's going to run back to the streets. In these streets. She's going to run back to the streets. So let's play it again with the context so you can see what's going on. This is the majority of relationships because dating now has people like this on the market. And it's always been like this, but it now it's, it's triple worse 
because women are trying to fulfill themselves while they're young and they wait until 28, 30, 32, 35. The men that they settle down with don't have the experience of satisfying women. And they're settling down not because he's sexually satisfying, it's because he feels all of the he's tall, he's 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 stable, he's you know, he ain't gonna cheat on me. He's like he feels all of those things. And she, meanwhile, she's been throttled all her life. Let's continue. They've had a threesome. Thumbs up. Oh. <laughs> what? Honestly, like I had a lot of fun when I was in high school and college. Wow. Wow. I had a lot of fun. This is what we talk about here. We talk about this. I've had my fun. Now I'm ready to settle down. Women are so clueless. They don't realize how that sounds to men. They don't realize it. I mean, come on now. I don't want to hook up anymore. I've had my fun. Now I'm ready to settle down. What man wants to hear that? <laughs> All right, but let's continue. And she's been, yeah, but let me continue here. And that's not to get too nasty. I repackaged the punani. I repackaged the peace leave and I settled down and I became a, um, um, a, um, a homebody granny with dogs. And, uh, if her dogs could talk, her dogs would be like, rut row. Her dogs would be like, she's still getting throttled. She don't just settle down. This is what the Bible's word. You just don't settle down. What you do is you repackage the punani. If she settled down, she wouldn't be wearing lingerie at a comedy store. But that's neither here nor there. Let's continue. Um, I mean, do you want the details or do you want to know? I feel like we all want to know the details. And, and you know this dude walking on his tippy toes. This dude walking on his tippy toes. This dude don't have no masculine frame. This dude don't have no... He, he has nothing. He has no dominance. He, he got nothing but five strokes. I feel, I feel, this is Beta Brad. This is the Dash You guy. And that's you. I feel like we want to know the details because he knows he don't got nothing for her. And every time he pushes and shoves and he sweats on her face and he gives her the five strokes, did you like it? Did, did you come? He's asking her all this shit because he just, guys, and this isn't bad. I'm not making fun of him. Most men, do not have sexual experience. Most. I'm going to put a number on it. 66% of men, by the time they hit 30, do not have significant sexual experience. I'm going to get it close to 70% by 30. When you talk about women by 30, the majority of them, 70% of them have significant sexual experience. They sold some punani at one point in a bind. They got married, divorced. They pushed out a baby. They they had a live-in boyfriend. They were engaged. They had threesomes. They went on girls' trip. They backpacked New Europe. They had one-night stands. They hooked up at the bar. They hooked up with the DJ, the bartender, one or the other, or a mix of all of it. By 30, they've been ran through. Mm. Yep, they've had early terminations of pregnancies. I'm saying generally, we can say 70% of women have by age 30, 70% of women have, 70% of men have not. <laughs> okay, that's how it works. So when they go, I'm ready to settle down. I have my fun. They normally pick a guy like this without the experiences that she has. Let's continue here. <laughs> um, weirdly enough, it was 
was with the guy that I lost my virginity to, and this girl that I was like best friends with in high school. Was it a positive memory for you? Yeah, it was fun. Yeah, so he done. This dude is checked out. He's smiling. She's smiling. He's like, damn. He checked out. He knows that he cannot live up to those expectations. And he knows now that she might even be thinking about that again. And this is true. She certainly now knows what it is, and she might be thinking about it again. So he's checked out of this relationship. I'm going to tell you this right now. And um, there was one more point that I got to make on this one. Uh, but this is the this is the modern day sexual dynamics. All right. I had my fun. I had fun. It was great. It was a girlfriend that I had, probably a friend she still has. Probably a friend she still has. They have this memory and they've pushed it forward for years. Who knows if they would try it again? But he knows that he his insecurity is ringing. <laughs> right. His insecurity, the red flags. He's like, oh, got a dumper. And even though that she would be a good, decent sexual partner for him, and he could probably get some experience from her, he knows that he's not doing, he's, he doesn't have what it takes to keep her and hold on to her. All right, so there's something else I wanted to add on that, but let me continue with the show. Let me continue with the show. Shout out to uh, Mr. Albert says, oh, we, okay, Joe K says, I'll take the gum special. I'll join. Shout out to the nasty boys. Oh, that's nasty. Pro man says all that Joe singing don't work on flatbacks. <laughs> all that Joe singing don't work on flatbacks. The majority of flatbacks. They, it doesn't. Baby, I want to do. That don't work. All right. And most of them are very, very insecure. So uh, they've been throttled early, early ages. All right. Shout out to JC says was going to uh, put my two weeks notice in, but decided to take a six week vacation off my job to work on my 3d art course and my youtube channel a different niche but inspired by you here's a wet ten dollars from my mastodon shout out to use my mastodon sweaty cleavage <laughs> all right shout out to you good man that's a good decision johnny law with the co-sponsorship what is it I'm all right he says coach i don't think women have changed their ability to act without consequences is the thing that has changed um, this is true. This is why they can say what they say and kind of get away with it. Mr. Albert, I Google peace leave urban dictionary, a term coined by yours truly, the notorious one. New, 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 new world order. Man, I'm in the urban dictionary a couple of times. Yeah. I'll be in the Webster's dictionary at some particular point. And uh, Homer says, listen to coach men. My daughter kept the receipt when I went to lunch and pulls it out on occasions because I didn't get her a burger that day. Damn. Wow, boy. Hey, women are great at uh, keeping evidence. They'll keep evidence on you. So your daughter kept the receipt when you went to lunch, pulls it out to show you you didn't get her a burger that day. Cold game out here. Uh, Java Cafecito. Hey, coach. What's up, coach gang? Contributions, coach. And hit me with the chill. Let's get the chill. chill, 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 chill Somebody chill. said petty. Yeah, they petty, man. Women are petty. They the queens of petty. You guys going to have to learn this real quick. They super duper petty. And it's, again, when I say that, this is just me describing you, ladies. I'm not talking negative about you. I'm just describing you. And the accuracy is like, damn, it's like uh, the accuracy is on 100%. Y'all petty. Guys, if you're going to deal with women, prepare to deal with petty. If you're going to deal with, if you think you're going to deal with a woman and not have to deal with petty, you're out of your mind. <laughs> All right. 
Only a couple of only a couple of men that can out petty women. Number one, I can out petty women. I can pet out petty them. First of all, I decide who I'm petty with and who I'm not. The the man that is the most pettiest, the pettiest man in the world. There's only one man that has can outdo women in petty behavior. And he doesn't live anymore. Kevin Samuels. Kevin Samuels mastered pettiness. Somebody said 50 cent too. Kevin Samuels mastered female behavior and pettiness. And he was out. He was willing to out petty women on live internet on a nightly basis. That's why Kevin Samuels was Kevin Samuels. Cause he didn't let them get away with petty shit. And then he was ready to out petty them and then let them paint themselves on the corner. Not many men are able to do what he was able to do. He was a genius at being able to recognize petty and then and then paint their ass in the corner live. Man, he was a genius with it. Okay. That's why he deserved all the accolades he deserved he got. All right. He got he got that because he was able to let women hang themselves. <laughs> right. He matched their energy and they could not get around him. He was the king of that. Shout out to KS. All right. Somebody said I thought him well. All right. Yeah. Shout out to uh Java says uh Coach, should men ask these questions, how sexually experienced she is, who she's been with, threesomes, orgies, and all those things? No, I don't think you should ask that. Number one, you can tell, <laughs> right? First of all, there's a high likelihood that they have. But number two, you'll be able to tell pretty swiftly. You'll be able to tell pretty swiftly. Just, um, just automatically, just assume it. And then when you find out, just go ahead and go, Damn, I should have known. The one thing about women is that when you ask them the direct question, they will always lie. And the lie is not going to be a direct lie. It's going to be an indirect lie. So let's just call it what it is. I, I don't think you should ask question, women questions at all. I mean, there's times where you should ask them questions right at the beginning. But if you think that, that asking them questions is going to give you the, the right answer, you're out of your mind. Just know that you'll be able to tell. All right, first of all, if she's wearing lingerie in person, out in public, she for these streets. I'm going to just let you know. In these streets. I mean, what more do you need to know? <laughs> you'll get the full story at some particular point. She can't help but brag. What she'll do is brag. Well, you've never done this? Really? You've never had a threesome? You'll be like, damn, what? It'll come out after you done been with her and committed and settled down. Oh, I thought everybody's had a threesome. All right, but uh, yeah, just assume a just assume they've had something like that. Oh well, I was really drunk and really high off the coca, and I was a long night, and I was down bad, and I had broke up with my boyfriend, and we were in Jamaica, Antigua, and, and <laughs> she gonna give you a reason why she did it. Shout out to KK K plus another sister, sister. Hold up. Mm, KK. Shout out to her. And she says, Milk Dud. <laughs> she donated to call me a Milk Dud head. Appreciate it. <laughs> you should see her too, man. I fold her ass up, but it's okay. <laughs> she donated to call me a Milk Dud. So, hey, listen, it's all good. <laughs> 
<laughs> she in the comment section too laughing about it. But guess what? KK, you look like prime candidate for the 52-point program. You must go ahead and get touched up and down. I will lift under that or undercarriage and I will make sure. Yep, that's a she prime candidate for the 52-point inspection. That is. That is, brother. She, 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 look, if you see, you can see her, she prime for that 52. Per, I will have her meowing. Your energy will be running with precision. Your engine will be running with precision. I'll send you back, slap you on that ass before I put you on a plane. Per. All right, shout out to Dev says, Gen's, Gen X's, is it Gen Z women? Want me to chase them and change their lives. All right, shout out to you. All right. All right, shout out to you. They want you to change their lives, huh? I can change them. Shout out to No Government Name BH. Appreciate you for being here uh, again and again. Who we got here? Did I get loud pockets? Yep, he did. He recognized me as the Rodney Dangerfield. <laughs> oh, ladies, if you're new here, if you're new here, I offer the 52-point inspection program. If you have been struggling with dating relationships, even in your marriage, um, you do have to have a consent form signed by none other than, and I'm going to have to pull up the clip, none other than. All right, so um, if you do have some struggles, uh, let me know, and I do have a 52-point inspection program, and I will go through head to toe, head to toe, uh, the things. I will change the spark plug. I will change up. I'll check up under the hood. I'll change the timing belt. You know what I mean? I'll get those feet. I'll change them puppies. You know what I mean? We'll rotate the tires, and we'll wheel balance them feet. All right? We'll wheel balance the tires. Um, we'll actually put some more tread on it. You know, you've been worn out. I'll check that check engine life. Um and all of that stuff. I'll check the dash. You know what I mean? I might roll back a couple of the miles on the mileages, grease them joints. You know what I mean? I'll give you the, I'll give you, <laughs> I'll give you the, uh, I'll give you the, uh, the new oil. I'll gab you leaky because your oil leaking right now, but I'll give you the new oil and the viscosity, the viscosity percentages are super high. You know what I mean? That serum. I'll give you that serum. It's the CGA special oil treatment that I'll make sure it runs through all from the head to toe and give you, you know what I mean? I, <laughs> mm. Top to bottom, top off them fluids, you know what I mean? I'll check check that oil, check where the oil is, check that dipstick, take the dipstick and check. Ladies, sign up. Sign up. You can email me 52AK. I already know. Call me a milk dud. I got you. Tune it up. Yeah, man. It'd be out here. Hey, man, it's your, hey, listen, it's for your benefit, not mine. Yeah, that brother's starving. <laughs> it's your benefit. It ain't mine. I, I'm not, I'm, I'm not getting anything out of it. I'll, I'm just helping you out, but I'll get you back out there on the marketplace. Find your husband, find the man of your dreams. It can't be me though. I'm going to just, you know what I mean? You might want to stay. You'd be like, baby, won't you just stay for a little while? And I'd be like, baby, you can't stay. All right. I got another appointment here. But I'll get you back out there the right way. I'll get your head right. I'll check your brain. See if you a narcissist. See if you on the dark triad. See if you on the spectrum. <laughs> All right, man. It's a professional source resource that I'm asking here. And it's for the low, low fee of, well, you have to email me pictures of you and those puppies. And I'll tell you the price. Special price for you today. Discount going through the weekend. Sign up now. All right. Anyway. Shout out to Steven says, thinking about feminized men into their emotions, a man that can't manage his emotions 
like women is useless. He's scared to go to war. And also, he always needs a job in about a year because the boss is a jerk. He says, give up on the things when it's difficult. Skips out on his wife and the kids when it's difficult and also is an unreliable friend. So these are all guys that act in their emotions, man. Uh, I think, for really, we need to. We need to actually um, understand that emotional men are often the weakest. Yep. They, they definitely ain't going to fight. They ain't going to fight for anything and stand up for any principle. Uh, they're going to just sit there and argue and debate. Anybody that thinks arguing debate is going to solve anything, I don't know what to tell you. In the history of this world, and even today, even today, the thing that has forced more change, I can't say it on YouTube because then they'll say I'm suggesting this. But I want you to think long and hard. What has forced change? <laughs> All right. What has forced change? Marching, complaining, yelling. I can't say it because, because I'm not trying to. I, no. Yeah. There, yeah. It's not money. My, my man, Das Token, has it. There's one thing that has to happen. <laughs> I can't say it because then people are going to say I suggested it. But too, people figured it out. That's the only thing that's going to change stuff, and it changes it quickly. So let me keep it going. I'm going to keep it going. <laughs> All right. Let's just say it like this. Action. Action. I'll just say action. That's the only thing that's going to change. Other than that, you're going to realize slow change. All right. And that allows people to have propaganda, manipulation, and all that type of stuff. If you want to change the direction of something, you're going to need some action. That's all I'll say. <laughs> That's all I'll say. Because I'm not suggesting anything. Mm. I'm not suggesting you do anything. Remember that. I'm not suggesting you do anything. But actions speak louder than words. Uh, let's continue. By the way, this is the same today as it was 200,000 years ago. New, 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 new world order. Period. Knuckle up or shut up. All right, shout out to uh, Spike Spiegel says, been grinding at my job and my uncle is going to pass down a small business after I apprentice for a while. He says, you don't need to be a monk like me, but you need and you do need focus. Shout out to the coach gang. You definitely need focus out here. And congratulations for being in your family, a part of your family's business and whatnot. And let me see if anybody hit me up on Venmo and then I'm going to move forward here. <laughs> All right. Travis says there is no stronger connection than with the girl who naturally sees something in you. That's the girl the universe picked out for you. If you have to convince a girl to like you, it's a time bomb of disappointment. I agree. I agree. I mean, unless your only result is to sleep with women, which I think I, there's a period of your life where that makes sense. Afterwards, it doesn't. But yes, if you have to convince someone and you have to prove it and she says, well, do you have a job and what do you have and what do you expect from if you got to prove it, dude, you are wasting your time. You could you could you realize that if you go any any length with that woman, what's going to happen is she's going to prevent you from having the right woman around you. <laughs> right. That's all that is because you you said just tap dance in front of her. Meanwhile, the person that possibly could have been better for you. Walk behind you, you missed her because you was running game on this goofy, low quality bitch. And now right behind you was a, a better option for you. But you missed it caking and running game on this tramp. All right. But that's neither here nor there. Let's talk about Troy Aikman and let's ring him up as a new 
professor at the junior college, Troy Aikman, leaves his wife, allegedly, and heads over to the junior college. I got money. I don't know what happened in his marriage, but we just have to insinuate. Uh, apparently, Joe, and he went and got him a supreme flat back. Troy Aikman, I think he works for ESPN now. Monday Night Football, Sunday Night Football. Here it is right here. He got him a youngin, 22 years age difference. Hello, tell him. Tell him, Troy. I'm rich, bitch. All right, look at his cake ass. All right, he over here. Look at him. Look at him. Hold on for a second. Let me zoom it in. Look at him. He going on vacation. He treated the girl. He paying her bills. He paying her back rent. All right, tell him. Look at him. And he got his abs right. He got his money right. Wait till I get my money right. He didn't trade it in his old, miserable, unhappy wife here. That's a legend. His wife said she's not happy. He got a woman with a ponytail. Hello. And not a glued in one, a real hair. Shout out to him. He got him a flat back. Look at him. He look happy. All right. And uh, he in good shape, man. You got to give it to him. He's in good shape. And of course, you guys don't realize um, athletes like this are genetic freaks. They're genetic wonders. So um, he's he can look like that. And he, and he look like he feeling young, too. He feeling young. He ready to be out here. Him, Daddy. Now, you know she's a paid operative. I'm just letting you know right now. She's not doing this for free. I want you guys to know she's not doing this for free. Let's go ahead and take a look at the story here. Troy Aikman has, uh, he has hit his target yet again. And Haley, Haley Clark seems to be the his latest center of attention. She seems to be canoodling with the Hall of Fame quarterback. And she's posted intimate photos of the pair on Instagram tagging the former Dallas Cowboys star. She's like, he's mine. You may have had it once, but I got it all the time. He's mine. She marking her territory, Ninja, and she keeping the money in the bank. I'm All right. The news seems to come out of the blue, as there has been no indication that Troy Aikman has split with his current partner. You mean his wife? Stop with this partnership. Not much is known about Haley Clark, but based on her professional social media profile, she's a Dallas-based sales director and an SMU, Southern Methodist University graduate. What do I tell you about them women from SMU? What do I tell you about them women from TCU? Them are trained traditional wives. Now, she is a little bit older. I'm going to give her that. She missed it. But them SMU, TCU chicks, I told you where I would be when I if I moved to Dallas. I'm going to be right over there, Highland Park, right over there by SMU chilling yep he paying off those student loans guys this is a pay operative i'm gonna just tell you guys how this works this is not a free relationship okay you guys think troy aikman's getting this for free he's not he's posting her up this is the concubine this is a woman that has um no she's not a career woman sales 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 she has a sales job that's not a career not for women it ain't so I could focus on my career. She she don't make no money, bro. She work in sales. You know what she is? An escort. This is alleged. That's what they do, man. <laughs> That's what they do. What is she in pharmaceutical sales? Yeah. Yeah, right. Anyway, she probably does decent. She probably does decent, but she's not going to do that job for 20 years, bro. 
She's not going to do that job for 20 years. You think she's going to be a pharmaceutical sales for 20, 25, 30 years? She's not. She figured it out. She did this. This is what she did. This is alleged. She in the sale of Punani. Yeah. She's in the sale of Punani. She's in the sale of selling who she is. This is what they do. They get into these careers. They graduate from school. They start doing their sales job. And then they realize after five to six years, shit. I might have to do this for how many years? 25, 30 years? I'm not going to do it. And then she goes on the hunt. Apex Predator. Apex Predator. So she was like, I'm not about to be working those sales job for 25, 50, 11 years. I graduated. I'm a debutante. I graduated summa cum laude. I graduated from the USC of the South. I graduated from SMU. I got a degree from the Flatback University. She. And trust me, she's 30. This woman's 34. He's 56. So there's a 20-year age, age gap, allegedly. This woman was not about to be posted up doing sales as a career for no. She. This woman's that had sugar daddies before this. I'm going to tell you guys how this works. She did not start off and Troy Aikman, she just lucked out with Troy Aikman. She had been on the sugar daddy wheel for a long time, probably since before college. Like since college, she's always dated men like this. This wasn't the first, this is not the first target she's acquired. She's already been doing this. She's accustomed to this. So um, she's 34 or in her thirties and Troy Aikman is in his fifties. All right. So, for all intents and purposes, this is a junior college catch. All right, this is a junior college. Um, because men in their 50s typically aren't messing with 18, 19, 20-year-olds. That's men in their 40s. All right, once you get in your 50s, you probably can't, you can't, you can't even, the taste of your mouth is 18, 19, 20 is not it. So you'll probably do, you know, even Kevin Samuels has admitted to this by saying he goes to the junior college, acknowledging Coach Greg Adams, Coach Graybeard. But he says, I don't do as young as Coach Greg Adams. And he's right. I was 10 years different. I was 10 years younger than Kevin. So Kevin is not going to be around a 24-year-old. Men in their 50s aren't going to really be around 24-year-old. Not in public, they're not. Not all the time, unless they live in Newport or Miami. So um, 34 is a young woman for a man in pushing 60. <laughs> right? He's pushing 60. He's knocking on 60 doors. And this is an upgrade from his probably pushing 60-year-old wife, okay? 20-year mm. difference is a big difference, all right? So it's still a junior college qualifier for me, all right? This qualifies as a junior college act. And it says right here, she's 34, he's 56. Yeah, he's knocking on 60. He's knocking on 60, bro. You ain't about to be chasing no teenagers around, <laughs> right? He probably has done it. He probably has done it, but he ain't going to be doing that long, okay? Mm. He ain't going to do that very long because that by 60, 50, mid 50s, you like, I can't deal with these young girls. All right. So he went with a millennial. That's a junior college qualifier anyway. And that somebody said it really ain't that bad. It's not. I don't think I think that's you know what? To be honest with you. I think that would be a good relationship for women in their 30s. If you're still single in your 30s, I think the best age for you as a man in his 50s and mid 50s. I think that's a good match. In my opinion, I think that's the best match. If she goes younger, it's going to be 
kind of sugar mama vibes. It's not going to work out. That guy's not going to be in position. If she goes a man her age, that's still a mismatch. The mismatch would look something like this. Okay. If she's 34 and she goes for a man in his in his 30s, if the mismatch is going to look like this right here. Okay. This is the this is the this is what it's giving. It's giving, as they say. Right. It would be a woman that's way outmatched, out experienced than this guy. She's going to settle for this guy. So a woman in her mid-30s going for this, this is a mismatch. I think, honestly, as somebody just said it, I think women that are still single in their 30s, early 30s, mid-30s, and late, they should be with men 50, 55, 60. That's a real good match. That, that to me, will give them everything that they want. And this even this woman knows it right here. <laughs> Let's play this clip. This woman right here. That's going to give them stability. That's going to give them financial wherewithal. That's going to give a guy maybe who don't want to have kids. Maybe he does want to have kids. He'll be probably willing to push for kids early. He'll probably marry her earlier than a man at, at, at that age. He probably has already been sexually experienced. He's probably already, like, he probably already been there, done that. He ain't going to beg her for sex. He doesn't probably think about satisfying her. He'll be more real. I think that's a good match. Even this woman knows it's a good What's match. What's the oldest guy that you would date? Without money? Yeah. Somebody said, how about a 50-year-old woman? She should be with a dude 65 or 70. My, my, my opinion is 20-year age gap should be somewhat the norm. I don't think it should be something wrong with it. Now, if you're getting into 30, then it's just some sexual shit. Right? 20 years, I think, is not a big deal. 20 years. I mean, of course, if the woman's like 18, 20 years could be a big difference. Right? Um, if she's mid-20s, 24, yeah, she should be looking at 40, 40, 41, 40. I'm not I'm saying this. I'm not saying this for perversion. I'm saying that that's a good match. Those two people are probably in the perfect age of their lives where they're both capable of getting what they want from each other. But a 24-year-old woman's not going to get what she needs from a 24-year-old man. Not even a 28-year-old man. No. If the woman's 28, she should be looking at like 40, 42, 44, 45. It, this is just in my mind. Once she hit 30, she should not be looking at anybody. Uh, I'm going to tell you what a woman in her 30s is going to run into. A woman in her 30s is going to run into a guy that's already been divorced. He's been jaded. He hasn't had experience. He's still getting financially stable. That's what she's going to run into. She's like 32, and she's going to run into a guy that's 32, 34, 36, 38, 40. The dude ain't ready. He already gave up on marriage. He probably don't want to have kids. It's going to be a mismatch. Anyway. It's going to be a mismatch. But anyway, let's get into this. Mary J. Blige out here being a full-ass hypocrite. Is this where I'm at? This doesn't seem right. Oh, I still got a couple of things here. Mary, Mary J. Blige. Mary, don't do him to this. Mary, Mary. Okay, so Mary J. Blige, as everybody knows here, Mary J. Blige was a woman who uh, married and divorced. She had to pay her alimony, uh, her ex-husband alimony, $30,000 a month. And this is primarily because he served as a worker in her, her, her orbit. So he was somewhat of a manager, somewhat of a, you know, he had some, he had some claws or some skin in, in her, in her game. And uh, when, when they divorced in 2018, it says she was forced to pay, $20,000 a month in alimony. 
And she still feels some sort of way. And she says it's whack that wealthy women have to pay alimony after a divorce. Mm. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. It's whack that wealthy. What about wealthy men? Wealthy men have to pay women in a divorce. As, does she not have a problem with that? See, it ain't no fun when the rabbit got the gun. It ain't no fun when the shoe was on the other foot. So now she's encouraging women to get a prenup, which is odd because women want somebody equal or above them. How broke women going to have prenups? So you want wealthy women to have prenups, but of course it makes sense. It's smart when wealthy women get prenups, but when wealthy men or men that have a financial advantage over women want a prenup, it's not about love. See, they full on hypocrites. They full on hypocrites when it comes to this game because men are in love and women are in business. When it advantages them, they going to take the deal. When it disadvantages them, it ain't fair. How dare you? All right, let's hear what she got to say. Oh, shit. <laughs> what happened to my tab? All right, they knew I was going to talk about it. They kicked it off of Instagram. All right, I got it back up. All right, I got it back up. Let's put it up here. Let's see what she got to say. So what are your thoughts on prenups? And what? how would you approach it? Or what advice would you give as far as for a woman that may be wealthy, well-off, and they're looking to get married? Get a prenup. Because <laughs> I didn't have one. And that's why I was in, I ended up having to just give everything away because it's so, let me just speak. It's so whack right now that men, you know, can come at you and get, and, and you know, you know and, and get alimony. Mary, Mary, quite contrary. Mary, you didn't just say that. It's whack that men can come after you and get alimony. Hold up for a second. What that mean? What? That's the same laws. Is, is it whack when women do it? That's my question. Is it whack when women do it? Because that's what they've been doing. Let's continue. <laughs> okay, now, now it's whack. All right, here we go. She's not very eloquent speaker. All right. She's not a she can sing, but when she speaks, she's she's a disaster. All right. It's almost like she never thinks before she speaks. But uh, let's continue. So when I was getting a divorce, I was like, <laughs> you mean to tell me I got to pay him? That's how it works. <laughs> See, the marital, the marital laws in this country will not change until women are victims. Like until women start feeling the pain of the marital laws. The marital laws are not going to change. So now she wants to push for change. This is you mean I got to pay him? Yes. Let's continue. And he cheated and he lied and he stole and you know not to get all petty, but you know what I'm saying. She's a terrible speaker. But by the way, women cheat in marriages, and it doesn't matter who cheated, who lied. A woman can cheat on you in a marriage and still get alimony in most states. Yes, and they've been doing it in California and many other states. Yes. That's how it works. You mean, yes. That's how, that's what I mean, yes. Uh, you mean I got to pay him for cheating and lying on, on, on to me and ruining my life? So, yeah, and, and, and the law is you have to, you know. So I say get a prenup, cover yourself up. Um, yeah. Damn, she's a terrible speaker, bro. Never pay for her. to. If she was giving a speech, man, I had a tomatoes ready. All right, she cannot speak, man. She cannot put it together, cohammer thoughts. All right, but she can sing her ass off. Shout out to Mary. She can sing. I'll listen to her sing, but when she started talking, I don't know where the hell she's talking about. 
All right, but um, as you can see, when the rabbit got the gun, it ain't no fun. When the shoe's on the other foot, they don't like it. So uh, anyway, I think nobody should pay. All right, that's what I think, but that's not what the world we live in. All right, let's go to this one here so we don't get too far behind because we're approaching the two-hour mark and we still got to get to that main event. City Boys, what do you think about this? I'll play the video. Won't play the video. Apparently, this is a flatback, Milly Mouth muskrat. And um, everywhere he goes, it seems like she paid the bills. There he is. Getting, uh, there he is getting some sandals. And uh, this is for the guys that say, my girls pay me. All right. And so there you go right there. The life of a, of a city boy. Uh, there she is paying for her Apple, his Applebee's. All right. Paying for his Chick-fil-A. There he is paying for his bandana and weed. There she is paying for his drinks and his Quiznos. There he is paying for those little ass sandals. All right. There he is. There she is paying for more drinks on the same card. Now. A lot of guys are black. That's right, King. King treatment only. I see the comment sections. Let me read a couple of the comments here. And it says right here, uh, you love to see it. Here's another one here. I've been doing this since high school. He says, I've been doing this high school. <laughs> I've been doing this high school. You ninjas late to the party. Of course, as a black guy. Um, if she's not providing, I don't want her. City boys up. Here we go. But for real, how do y'all stomach women paying for y'all and in public? Serious question. I believe that's a male. And uh, here's a woman says, I really hope men start dating women who buy things, LOL, paying for food like this is a flex, question mark. A guy says, more like broke boys. Another person says, broke activities, get your bread up. Another one says, king treatment only. And he got a lot of likes. Woman says, he hella broke, stop the cap. And a lot of guy, another guy says, embarrassing, crown, crown as flexing. That he's always broke. I don't mean, I don't know if he meant clown ass or grown ass. One person says, not the beach sandals. And another one says, city boy, AKA broke boys. All right. And um, and one last person says, it's his card, guys. All right. So we know the social media flex is not exactly the entire story. I don't pursue women that do that specifically. I do have people that will be willing to pay for something if they need to, and buy me a drink. That, that's, that's not out of the realm of possibilities. But here's my opinion on this. This is broke ninja activity. Mm. Broke ninja activity. All right, I'm going to just tell you why. <laughs> I'm going to tell you why that's broke ninja activity. Number one, I want you to quantify all of the things that he, because you're going to think, uh, this reminds me of when there was an HBO show called Gigolos. And men saw that show Gigolos and thought it was true, but it was false. It was a reality show that was false. And it gave off the narrative that men could actually make money being Gigolos. And then men start saying, hey, I can be Gigolos to women and I can get women to pay for my shit. But it was literally just, it was a show that was fake. Everybody was an actor. The women that were on the show were actors. They, the relationships weren't exactly as portrayed accurately, right? So then people see this and they see that this is possible. All right. Oh, I can find me a girl that pays for shit like this. Now, let me bring you back. Let me bring you back. There's two things about this that I'm going to point out. Number one, look at the woman. Mm. I'm going to say this again. Number one, look at the woman. That's going to tell you all you need to know. If you want a low, so, so low self-esteem hag, this is why I've been telling you, ninjas be bragging about this. And I'd be like, what are you bragging about? 
look at her. That's number one. Okay, let me go ahead and, and, and play it. Okay, this the girl. This the muskrat y'all bragging about. My hoes pay me. I've been telling y'all a long time. When you say this, you automatically telling me you dealing with low hanging ass fruit. That's number one. Okay, it's a straggle. Look at the woman. That's number one. Number two, number two, the next thing I'm going to show you is let's quantify everything she paid for. Okay, let's qualify. Let's quantify everything she paid for. And this has been my point about women paying for shit. Now, if she buying you a Rolls Royce, if she's buying you a Bentley Continental, right? If she buying you an airplane, if she buying you paying for a $10,000 vacation, this is a different story. But this did not even add up to 500 bucks. Okay. This did not add up to 500 bucks. This did not add up to 500 bucks. This is why I say, if this is what you're impressed by, this is broke ninja activity. Okay. Now, I could possibly do better. She's not average. This woman is slightly below average. She looked like she got Down syndrome. It's not average looking chick. This is average in Tupelo. This is the Tupelo queen. We're talking about not even, it's, okay, let's, let's go ahead and quantify it. Let's just quantify it quickly. Let's quantify it. Okay. All right. We got Applebee's or Texas Roadhouse. We got steak fries and some goddamn cheap ass gravy. This is Golden Corral. All right. We got, let me get my calculator. Let me get my calculator. <laughs> okay. Let me get my calculator. 65 bucks. 65 bucks. All right. So we got Golden Corral, Texas Roadhouse. Uh, we're back eating again. Ninja, you're going to get fat eating all of this great. Look, we got steak fries with, what is this shit right here? Gravy fries. We're back at Applebee's. All right. 70 bucks. $70. All right. We're at Chick-fil-A. Ninja, you getting fat just hanging around this chick. $22. Where is this at? We got socks. All right. She's buying socks. Expensive socks. $20. $20. Bucks. Okay, what do we got? We back here at a restaurant. Is this the same girl? She looks a little bit better here. Now we're back at a cheap-ass restaurant. Where are we at here? Where are we at here? Name a restaurant. Chili's. We're at Chili's. We're back to 65 bucks. All right. All right, we got drinks. We got the drinks. The drinks, $15 a pop. We got 30 bucks. We got, we got takeout from where? What is this? What's that restaurant called? It begins with a C. We got Mexican food here. All right, we got Mexican food takeout. All right, we got we got 40 bucks. <laughs> Chipotle. We got Chipotle. That's what I was... Oh, not the sandals. Not the goddamn sandals. Look at these sandals, bro. Look at these sandals. How much these sandals cost? $9.99. $10. $10 sandals, okay? $10 sandals. There she is again. Oh, we got more drinks. 40. Got more. Ninja, you getting fat. You off your purpose. She monopolizing your time, all right? All right. We got a grand total of $366. $366. Now, she probably gave you some head. You probably got some punani from her. It probably was basic as hell. Okay. 
but she you probably lost in time in opportunity in waistline in health because she probably sitting under you 24 7 all day long on daddy's credit card at best for 362 dollars for some missionary she probably is there all day that's what she's buying let's just say that that she bought that she's buying your time she's this women don't do this and then you kick them out after sex right she's not doing she's doing this so she doesn't get kicked out out of sex she's buying your time and so now you sitting around keeping her around because she then bought $362 worth of drinks and you think you're a king I don't understand that. Now, if I'm 22 years old, yes. There ain't no woman worth their time, worth my time for $360 worth of shit on a debit card. Mm. Yes, I'm telling you, this is broke ninja activity. This mindset is broke ninja activity. I am not trading my time for $362 worth of badass food and drinks. What is she doing? She's kicking me off of my purpose to give me alcohol and fried food fast food and cheap socks that's what you that's what i saw there you might have saw something different because you're a broke ninja now if she was at the car if she was at the car dealership buying me the scat pack now we talking okay now we talking she putting some real blood in the game skin in the game but guys you're oppressed by the lowest shit now if that's you that's you guys listen not i and that's you not this king not this king hell no Absolutely not. <laughs> Absolutely not. But she bought your time. She probably got you off your purpose. And you probably like, I'm going to get her to buy me a car next. No, you ain't. Mm. Absolutely not. Let's get into this. Uh, where are we at? <laughs> Let's get to these super chats. And we're almost at the main event. Yeah, we are. I'm going to have to do these pretty quickly here. And look, those were multiple days, multiple days. And all you got was for three, less than 500 bucks. Nah, not I, bro. I could never. A king like I would never. Right, anyway. All that to get pregnant. I'm telling you, all of that to end up pregnant and moving in. I bet you they live together. <laughs> I bet you they live together. Okay, all that to end up getting pregnant on you. Nah, F that. F that. Nope. That is a that is a definite distraction. Shout out to Kaylin says ignorance is bliss when it comes to women being sexually experienced. But comparison is the thief of joy when it comes to sex and marriage. Marriage has uh, marriages have an 80 percent chance of lasting 10 years or 10 plus years. If a woman's husband is her first sexual experience, this is true. The more guys she slept with increases the divorce prospects. And we know women file for divorce 80% of the time. That is actually true. The less sexual partners, we actually did a show on that, but I don't have the data available. But that what Caitlin is saying is an absolute fact. Now, it doesn't mean that she is not going to leave you or divorce you. But yes, your divorce, the chances of divorce decrease significantly the less sexually active she's been. That's a fact. That is absolute fact. So then when people say, well, why does body count matter? It does. Shout out to La Concha. He says, thoughts on Messi moving to Miami because of his wife. 
I talked about it last night, but um, he gave up a $1.2 billion deal to play in Saudi Arabia, or I believe in Saudi Arabia, because his wife did not want him to play there um, for one reason or the other. We just don't know. Uh, she blamed it on the child, the children, um, saying that the children would be better adjusted in Europe because they had a bad experience in France. But if she, if that was the case, and we don't know, why did he end up in Miami? Okay, for way less money. Why did he end up in Miami if he she didn't want him to play in Saudi Arabia, and they wanted he she he wanted him to stay in Europe? I think it's crazy. Maryland free agent Ombre says men have careers, women have tricks. <laughs> One hundred percent. Okay, John P says when women have a higher body count, their capacity to disconnect from a man emotionally, psychologically, and psychologically, et cetera, et cetera. Sorry, gets greater, and men capitalize on this perceived strength, and around and around we go. So they have a higher body count. They have a capacity to disconnect from men emotionally, physically, because that's all they've been doing, and um. And men capitalize on this and the strength and they goes around and around. Yeah, man, it's a it's not the best thing to do. You want to encourage them not to have it. But of course, if they do want to go ahead and have a lot of sexual experiences, just tell them they can't be wifey in these streets. Um, but it's a weird <laughs> dynamic because men oftentimes capitalize on women with high sexual experiences. It's kind of what you want. Okay, it's a weird thing. Shout out to C.T. Jones. Keep up the great work, he says. Appreciate you, brother. And shout out to Daddy Brown. Pause. He says she was hunting the bait and switch. She's hunting the bait and switch. Damn. The bait and switch is always in play, gentlemen. Always. Twin B chatted the other day about my ex-baby mama and going JUCO. It has been nonstop at the JUCO ever since. She is wondering why I'm no longer instant interested free agent lifestyle for life. Yeah, well, once you go JUCO, you can never go back to normie. So I often caution people, once you go JUCO, normie life, you'll go back to it, but it'll be some years down the line. All right. Uh, well, who is this? Jeremiah. You might as well be Jermaine. It is all Jermaine's fault. It's always Jermaine's fault. He says, I never understood the emotional argument. He says, with as many leaders, athletes, and artists, fathers, that have lived throughout history. How can you say men aren't emotional? What am I missing? Thanks, coach. Well, the emotions that we're talking about is kind of like love. When people talk about love, well, what type of love are we talking? Even that woman that has that clip in the movie with, uh, it looks like Matthew Damon, when she asked, what kind of you give me? Was it love fuck? Was it, remember that clip? It's a funny clip. And I've actually went over what love is. Okay, so now, Let's talk about emotions. What emotions are they encouraging you to engage in versus what emotions have men exhibited in order to take over shit, right? Be leaders, be, uh, be uh, authoritarian. We're, we're talking about two separate emotions here. These are two different emotions to accomplish two different things. When they're dragging you into this emotional conversation, okay, they're not talking about emotions to get some shit accomplished. They're talking about emotions to be floating somewhere in the abyss and around and around you go sitting at your therapist's office. Okay. The emotions they're trying to get you tied into off allows you to be manipulated as opposed to you using emotions to say, F that. They're not taking over my territory. I'm going to take over theirs. Those are two separate things. Those are two different things. That's not the same thing. 
and I appreciate the question. That is not the same emotions we're talking about. We're talking about to get you to slow down, sit in the chair, talk it through. That's some old reading rainbow type emotional shit where you're not going to win. You can't win. Like many emotions in the, uh, uh, it's kind of like we needed to be focused in the right direction. I need to be emotional about and passionate about certain things, protecting my family, providing. Not going over here trying to figure out, oh, let me just sit down real quick. And we have to understand that. So when I say men should not be in their emotions or control their emotions and all of this shit, I ain't talking about getting to some conversation about uh, learning how to tap down and express their. I'm going to ask you this. When people want men to be in tune in their emotions in the in this world, what is the outcome that they're looking for? Okay. The outcome they're normally looking for is the result that the other person's going to get. Not what he's going to get out of it. Again, they say, I want him to be in tune with his emotions. Why? Because he'll open up. He'll talk to me. He'll give me information. And thus, then we can connect. It's the other person that's going to benefit from that emotional development. And people only care about men's emotions or mentality when it comes to two things. Number one, relationships. Number two, safety. That's it. If that person's not in a relationship, nobody cares about a man's emotions. And those are the emotions they don't care about. And then also when it comes to the safety of others, not even himself. How is this, how is this man's emotions going to affect the safety of the general public? Not even him. When it comes to his own emotions, if he's by himself and he happens to say, I can't take it no more, and he ends up, they don't care. They'll be like, well, scrape his ass in, bring the meat wagon, put him in the body bag, take his ass on, another ninja gone, bye. So this is what I'm talking about. When men are in, wanting to be brought into this emotional conversation, it's often for the benefit of their family members, the woman he's with, the kids, and so forth. And it's often used against him. Whatever he's going to say in that opening up, we know it's going to be weaponized against him nine times out of ten. Nine times out of ten, it will be used against him. So he's going to open up like a flower, and his ass going to go whoop, and whatever he says, they're going to use that shit against him. Pin his ass down. Oh. Wait. We know it. You should know this. You should know this. We're not talking about taking over the world and going charge in 300 and then protecting yourself and protecting the borders. That's a different emotion. That's completely different. Taking over companies, being pissed off on a bad business deal. That's not that's not what I'm talking about. Right? They're going to pin his ass down to the mat, hook the leg. The winner of this contest and new emotionally manipulated champion of the world. Yeah, it'll be it'll be real quick. Okay, so let's let's distinguish the two. Let's yeah, we <laughs> let's distinguish the two. Where are we at here? Shout out to Evolve. Reed says, Coach, Coach, will celibates and pros ever fully be legal in America? Yes, it will be legal. It's illegal in a lot of municipalities right now. It's, it's, it's basically they're not punishing anyone. 
So the reason how it's going to get legal, and if you're not following CGA, the reason why it's going to be legal is this group right here. Indeed. And if you don't see it coming, you don't see it coming. And then it's a it's only a matter of time before that silent P come creeping around here. And kids, the adults going to be waiting around the playground, waiting for your kids to get be let out of school. So anyway, you guys don't know. New, 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 new world order. It's going to be legal. Yes. And they'll figure it out. They either look the other way. They'll provide uh, a stability. They'll Because uh, look, they're passing out crack pipes now. What do they call it? Um, as a reason why they're passing out crack pipes. We talked about this the other day. Okay. We talked about this the other day. Um, they call it something in social psychology. Where they're trying to prevent people from harming. I think it's something like harm something. Something harm. Harm reduction. Harm reduction. Look up harm reduction. Where they basically give people who are addicts an outlet, a vehicle to keep doing what they're doing. And they call it harm reduction because it actually reduces the impact. They, they don't care about the impact it does to the person. It impacts the society uh, less if this person is provided the vehicle to do what they do. They're going to look at women being celibates as the same thing. It's a harm reduction. <laughs> and it's not for women. Remember, it's not going to be for women initially. Women will capitalize on it. Initially, it will be pushed through because harm. there's harm done to men, transformers, Rainbow men, uh, uh, people who are transit, there's harm done to them because they can't find a sexual art outlet. It's harm done to them. Look it up. There's there's stories about this. There's data and research done about this. These men are in these male transformers that transform into women. There's harm done to them because they can't do what they do. Right. They can't date because men are going to reject them. Uh, their culture does have a significant history of selling and sexuality and Men, older men, young. So they're going to do harm reduction and they're going to be like, we can't, we got to look the other way so they can continue doing what they're doing. It might harm them, but it'll be less harm to the general population. And they're going to be like harm reduction. Mm -hmm. Trust me, CGA, you heard it here. That's why they call me the great Coach Alini. New, 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 new world order. This is why they call me Coach Alini. I mean, I mean, Coach Adamas. This is why they call me the great Coach Adamas. I'm giving y'all a heads up of where we're going. And as a result, um, Los Angeles has done this. San Francisco has done this. New York has done this. They haven't done it for heterosexual people. They've done it for mostly the rainbow community and or older men, younger men, et cetera, et cetera. Even younger underage men and older men on that side. That's why they did it. Now, what has been the result? Figueroa is crawling with young women in broad daylight. Seattle, Las Vegas. They're running up and down the street. And no, they ain't getting arrested the majority of the time. So this is where society's going. It's going that way before it'll go back. Trust me, you heard it here from the source first. <laughs> it's going that way before it'll ever go back to the other way. Yes, it is going to be just look the, the other way if it's not fully legalized. Anyway. But that's called harm reduction. It's harm reduction. And that's where people are leaders who you elect. That's their belief system. So look up their belief system before you elect them. All right. Um. Anyway, they believe in these things. XQC, let's talk about him real quick. You know, he's going through a uh, a, a crazy ass divorce and hearing resilient. Go to his channel if you want to follow it. Um. XQC um, or is that, is that his name? XQC. 
he was known as he actually was uh, nominated for a monkey chimpanzee award when he went in and he um, talked about Andrew Tate and Andrew Tate. He debated Andrew Tate in and XQC played the um, played the devil's advocate. Well, now he's going through the bullshit and I'm probably he probably wishes that he listened to Andrew Tate because um, we've covered this and I'm not going to cover it. If you want to go into the details, go to Henry Resilience channel. He's covering it day by day, bar by bar, bar for bar, day for day. All right. Um, and uh, what's happening to him? Let me show you what recently happened to him. It looks like um, he's going through a divorce and it looks like because he, he's saying he wasn't legally married. I'll give you the quick. He wasn't legally married. He's a full time streamer and he's got big time deals. He broke up with his girlfriend who he lived with. The girlfriend said we were married. He denies it. She's using common law. She's using we were all but married. We had everything but the ceremony in the ring. So treat us as if we're married. Well, she's not relenting. She's pushing, pushing, pushing. And recently, it looks like she got access to the marital home. And the access means that she has as much right to that home as he does. Okay? She has as much access to that home as he does. So this is the home that he lived in. She has since moved out into a, another place. During the divorce, but she has fought the legal system so vigilantly, right, so vehemently that now she has access to the residence, all right, and she has forced him to not be able to drive the McLaren. Henry Resilient, are you here? He's here. She's forced him to not be able to drive the McLaren because the McLaren is seen as community property, okay? Now, let's go show you what happens here, and Henry, if I got anything wrong, please clear me up here. This is a tweet of XQC going through his house. She says she filed a civil standby order against him, citing that he threatened her allegedly, equaling he's getting kicked out of his house so she can get her stuff. All right, so that's what happened there. But I think she has as much access. So she's just filing shit on him. All right, let's show you the video. Fair use. Uh Main entrance, nice old stairs from the other side. His house junkie as hell. Room here for creative stuff, mud room. That's living room, kitchen. You need an interior decorator. Must be nice. Here's the um, coffee table or like breakfast table. All right, outside. Oh, it, it looks like he's documenting his property and how it exists because he believes she's gonna come in and destroy shit, take stuff that doesn't belong to her. And uh, and so forth and so on. And Henry says she also gets his BMW and Tesla. Okay. Oh, yes, this is video evidence. So, so she doesn't destroy his shit. It is. Very nice. Well, this is his home tour. He's calling it. Then bedroom. I don't know how nice it is. I heard a smoke alarm. TV, pretty chill. So he's got to go through. And here's the here's the problem. Before I continue, typically, this is the this type of procedure. She's only going to get like a couple of things. Like I could probably he could probably pay her five thousand dollars and walk away. She could buy everything that she wants and replaces it. The most majority of it, she could probably give a list and say these are my things, and he could probably leave it at the door. But when women do this, what it does open you up to is you have to show. Or you have to show your things to the public. You have to talk about your income to the public. 
because some of this is public information. Now what she does is basically like, it's basically like she, she invades your personal space and she exposed, she makes you expose it to the world. So this is his private residence. And because she's doing this now, he has to put up and expose his private space because she is so petty. All right, let's continue. Um, this happens in the court docs. They drag all your shit out. They make you say this. They list all these things. They make you put your income. And now all your personal shit is out there for the world when it's supposed to be private. And men tend to want to be private. Women want to tend to expose. And feminine men want to tend to expose. All right, they think that that's a good characteristic, but it's feminine. Men typically want to be private. Let's continue. Bathroom. With the... um. Could have been better with the shower, to be honest, but it is what it is. Yeah, somebody said backhanded doxing. Correct. And then they force you to dox yourself. Just closets. Washing stuff. You need a maid. Then, God dang. Jim. Three car garage. All right. My Which just smells terrible, though, because stuff's been in there for a while. You done locked yourself out. Oh. But it's what it is. You guys say goodbye. All right. So so now he's going to allow her access to the property and he's walking out and there's police presence. Damn, I heard a smoke detector. He, <laughs> I heard a smoke detector. Office room. There's his studio right there. That's reprehensible, by the way. And so there they are. There. Okay. There's the police. So they love their they're agents of the state. They're agents of chaos. Yeah, he part of the community. It's the beta detector. Oh, there's the police. Guys, they're always going to get the police involved. And because you have in relationships, we've already distinguished, they have an agency with the state. You have a proxy relationship with the state. She does too. And they allow you to have access to her through the state. Okay. And so now when it doesn't work out, she can get the state enforcers involved in your private business. All right. There you go right there. I'm going out. And there's a brother cop. Thank you for helping out. All right. And so now uh, I'm assuming that and Henry go to Henry's channel and, uh, and follow that if you're interested. Now, I think they were standing outside. He's going to go about his business. And now that place is going to be raided, essentially. And she has free access without him being there uninterrupted to be able to take whatever. And it probably knocked on the door with a warrant or a court order. So he probably wasn't prepared to hide things like hard drives. And she has, she can take what she wants. Now, he'll have to be equally as petty by documenting what she took. He probably is not this petty. So he'll have to go, she took this hard drive. She took this. Well, by the time he has a chance to document it, it's probably going to be destroyed. By the time he documents it, she took this and she took the monitor. She took my lighting. She took my camera. She took all the things that makes him able to do his job. This ninja is it, going to be destroyed. It's going to be too late. <laughs> oh, they stopped the mid live stream. So he was streaming. They came at the door unannounced core order. She's standing outside. He couldn't hide his shit. Boom. Guys, you guys think this shit is a game. When you get into relationships and you progress to marriage, this is not a game. It is business now. And she would is an eight women are agents of the state. People think when I call these things out that it's a put down.
when I say apex predator, they're agents of the state. This is not a put down. This is a fact. This is a fact. They are you. You agree to to support them so the state doesn't have to. That's what you're agreeing to, <laughs> right? Nothing more, nothing less. They are agents of the state, and thus they have no problems getting the state, the city, any municipality, the feds involved in your shit, and they only have to this. They they could do it for this reason only. I'm not happy. She ain't happy. <laughs> She was done wrong. She felt like she was done wrong. You did her wrong. And then the state shows up. I'm not happy. <laughs> Kicking the door, waving the fofo, bro. I'm telling you, man, it's that serious out here. Let's get to the main event. Who ready? Who ready? We ready. I'm going to try to clean this up. 10 minutes. 10 minutes of the dating. When dating was fun. Let me guys show you something here. We can reminisce over you. My God. Uh, but uh, you guys know the uh, situation with dating. It is definitely in a dark time, dark place. A lot of people don't feel like dating marketplaces is worth it for them. A lot of men have checked out of dating. Specifically, they say 50% of men have checked out of dating completely. The majority of men are single. Okay, uh, The majority of women identify themselves in some sort of relationship, whether it be reading Rainbow, Lick them Low Lovers, whether it be uh, Polly, whether it be with older men, whether it be men their age, the top 10, 20%. We have a great percentage of women, 33%, who uh, identify as going on a date for a free meal, okay, for a free meal, dating for a free meal, so much so that this university had to conduct their own science, and I'm going to use a university science experiment to talk about what type of women use men for foodie call, and it says right here, when it comes to getting a date, there are a number of ways that people can present themselves and their interest. One of the newer phenomenons is a foodie call. Where a person sets up a date with someone they are not romantically interested in for the purposes of getting a free meal. New research finds that 23 to 30% of women in an online study say they engage in a foodie call behavior. And then they studied it at the University of Azusa Pacific University and the UC Merced. Shout out to them. I'll give them a new, 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 new world order. Upon further analysis, the social and personality psychology. Researchers found that women who scored high on the dark triad of personality traits, which is psychopathy, Machiavellianism, and narcissism, as well as an expressed traditional gender role belief, were, uh, were most likely to engage in a foodie call and find it accept acceptable, all right, where they don't care about the man's feeling. They got to get what they want to get. So they believe in the whole traditional roles, but they also are manipulating the traditional roles. Because they are on the dark triad on um, on psychology. And you might ask, what is the dark triad? This might help you distinguish what's happening with the dating world. What is the dark triad? They mentioned it. Psychopathy, Machiavellianism, and narcissism. Okay? New, 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 new this is why, again, women project that men are the narcissists. But indeed, there are a lot of women who are narcissists. And also have a belief, you know, they only think about themselves. They only care about themselves. And they are using, they're using good men who are thinking about traditional roles. And they say, the guy should pay. All, the guy always should pay. Okay, but what should you be doing? They can never answer that. And then they'll go off on some progressive shit. Well, women are different than we here. And you don't own us because you paid, right? The dark triad. Lots of them out there. And they say women that engage in these behaviors. And this is from a university study. So I don't want to hear shit about your feelings okay the university has studied this the psychology department has studied this 
right? Azusa Pacific University and the University of California Merced specifically. The research by Brian, Jennifer, and Trista at Azusa Pacific University in the UC Merced appears in the journal Social, Psychological, and Personality Science. God damn. They breaking it down. They breaking it down. All right, and they go into right here. It says 23% of women in this first group revealed they engaged in foodie calls. What, what is that? Um, it, they, they measure personality traits and all of that shit right here. Although women who were had engaged in the foodie call believed it was more acceptable, most women believe foodie calls were extreme, extremely to moderately unacceptable. So most women believed it was unacceptable behavior. Unfortunately, a lot of men running game ninjas, talking to women, approaching. When I told you, if you have to approach a woman and qualify yourself in front of her, you're probably setting yourself up for this. That's what you're asking for, and you're just going to get it. Moving on to the next thing right here. Uh, this is a woman says, is it okay to date just for fun? Is it okay to date just for fun? Um, what they're insinuating is, I'm not dating for interest. I'm not dating for mating. I'm not dating for sex. I'm not dating for a husband. Is it okay to date for fun? This is crazy. Now, dating should be fun, but why are we doing dating for fun? I don't think it should be done just for that. And so they have a personal story and all of this stuff that you can go in here and they have some things that they're questioning here. And it's a very lengthy article and I'm not going to go into all of the details. But when I talk about what I'm going to talk about, about when dating was fun and why it's not, you'll understand it. Then I'm going to use this last bit of information right here. I'm going to play a video. This video is about dating in the 1940s, specifically for teenagers and teenagers is a marketing term. It's not an actual term, medical. Adolescence is the stage they're talking about. But we're going to have a little bit of fun with this. Then I'm going to talk about why dating's not fun. All right, let's get into this. And it's probably going to be an advert. Of course it is, all right? I mentioned uh, what we're going to do is we'll pull it down. Break, burn it down, as they say over here. And we'll take that down. Burn it down. This should be a fun trip through memory lane. And I'll go through my experiences as an adolescent and an early adult with uh dating all right in the 1990s and that and i'm not going to romanticize it dating wasn't extremely easy back then but certainly compared to now it was much easier and i'm going to tell you why i'm going to tell you why here in a minute all right and you can guys can add your own context to this conversation all right dating somewhere in the 1940s and the 1950s yes we're hearkening back to the good old days of america when going steady was the norm it was popularized by going steady all right, uh, let's see here. Let's go ahead and pop it back on the screen because they're done trying to advert to you. Dating 70 years yeah. ago. This is an instruction manual, a flashback of dating back in the day. Yes, mom, I've got it. Mental <laughs> hygiene film, all right, for social yeah. conditioning. <laughs> oh, not the carnival. One couple. Not the carnival. So a lot of these things that we've been developed in our society is because they wanted people to couple. They wanted people to build communities. They wanted people to procreate. They wanted people to um, uh, create people, religion, uh, communities in order to, for our country to thrive. And what they did was they created proms. They created um, cultural events, um, cotillions. They basically trained us and conditioned us into uh, monogamous, monogamous relationships. So um, these are social engineered ideas. Like um the um the um 
like proms. Proms came along around for people to pair, okay? And it encouraged people to pair because there was an incentive, carnivals, uh, parades, uh, you know, uh, festivals. These are all things to get people to meet and pair and socialize, all right? So it is somewhat of a social conditioning. Now, it was for good reason, but of course, you know, let's continue. That means a date. Not like just going around with the crowd. Just me and the girl. Yeah. How do you choose a date? All right. How do you choose a Who's date? company would you enjoy? Oh, I can't wait. Well, one thing you can't. By the way, drive-in theaters, all of these things encourage people to date, get close, marry, you know, all this shit. All right. How do you choose a date? You run game. And consider is looks. Woody thought of Janice and how good-looking she was. He'd really have to rate to date somebody like her. Oh, boy. Janice. Call in Janice and make you wet in your pants. All right, so here we go right here. Yes, he'd enjoy that. Except, well, it's too bad Janice always acts so superior and bored. Oh. She'd make a fellow feel awkward and inferior. Oh, she thinks she's too much. She's like, I'm I'm too much for you. Janice too much. She a fast tail girl. Betty. Betty. And yet, it just doesn't seem as if she'd be much fun. Oh, Betty boring. She a Millie Mouth Muskrat. What about Anne? Anne, not you know, old ass Anne. Anne seems like fun. Have a good time. And how to make the time. fellow with her relax. Have fun too. A fellow. Yes, that's what a boy likes. Yeah. He wants to know he's appreciated. Anne would be fun on a date. Oh, interesting. Ladies, did you hear that? Did you hear that, ladies? This is going to be a point of why dating isn't fun. They said, according to their social mental etiquette, mental etiquette photo uh, video here, that the man has a job, but the woman had a job too. Okay, the man's job was to ask the woman and figure out the woman he wanted to date, provide the atmosphere, pay for the date. What was the woman supposed to do? Ah, I appreciate you. I'm going to ensure that you have fun so you can relax. Interesting. So these people have thought and plan uh, how to make this work, and they gave people a role. Your role, gentlemen, is this. Her role is that. Now, in current dating, do women appreciate dating opportunities as would the male do they appreciate it number one you can highly say because of the foodie call thing and their narcissism and a lot of these dark triad, triad traits and ninjas out here running game they don't appreciate the shit they think they're entitled to it i'm entitled to this and i'm entitled for you to pay and no i ain't gotta make you happy and no i ain't giving you shit and i ain't doing this 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 and this I deserve to be treated like a queen. I deserve a ninja that's going to have this. I deserve. I uh, uh. Entitlement is killed dating. It makes it less fun. She doesn't believe she has to do anything. She's just sitting over there sometimes. Or she's over talking it. She's making the date about her not relaxing him. Well, I'm going to tell you my life story. I'm going to tell you I was in a abusive relationship and I was this and I won't put up with this. She's also used it as a fault finding mission. I'm going to find fault about you so I don't have to see you again. I'm going to make it difficult for you to do the things. And I'm going to find fault in you. You laugh funny. Your nose is too wide. You ugly. You bald. You old. You young. You broke. See, they come in on the table instead of saying, I know this guy's nervous. I'm going to appreciate what he does. We're just using from the guy's perspective first. We'll get to the girls in a minute. So now she's there. You need to buy me. and You need to pay for food for my kids at home. We'll talk about that later. So instead of relaxing the guy and doing what she's supposed to do, she over here doing too much. She's talking to other ninjas. She's flirting with the waiter. 
She ain't paying attention to you. She's not relaxing you. She's challenging you. She's trying to test your insecurities. These are things that ruin dating and it makes it less fun for men. We'll talk about from women here in a minute. Okay, so she had a duty. The duty, according to them, was to relax the man and ensure he had fun. Let's continue. So Woody decided he'd ask Anne for this first date. All right, he went with Anne. But just how should he ask her? One day. And what if she refused? One day. No, it won't be easy asking for that first date. Yeah, okay. How okay, do so... you ask for a date? Oh, I can't wait to hear this shit. What about this? Uh, Anne? Uh-oh. Well, uh, how about a date? Oh. Uh, well, I mean... Well, really? No, thanks, Woody. Oh, yeah, okay. He ain't had no confidence, man. Gang guys entered the picture, man. His confidence was whack. Hmm. Oh, that didn't work. Well, suppose he did it this way. Hi, uh, Anne. What you doing Saturday night? Okay. Well, I, I guess I'm busy. Uh-oh. Oh, yeah? Any chance of giving him the brush off for me? Ooh. Well, of all the nerves. Oh, he called her a whore. He called her a skeezer. Well, she he wasn't wrong. She did have another date, but uh, <laughs> he came in with a little too much confidence. He came in with the Chad. All right, his mouthpiece was a little too aggressive. All right, shout out to the mouthpiece. Well, is there another way? Anne? All right. This is Woody. Uh-oh. Well, I have a ticket for the high team carnival Saturday. And okay. Well, would you like to go? All right. Why, yes, Woody. All right, all right. I have to talk to my folks about it. But I think I can go. Oh, that would be fun. All right. Wow. Look at that. Hey, man. Hey, man. Give him the dub on that one. He came in with the smooth. He came in with the smooth game. He didn't come in hardcore and hit her with the masculine frame. He came in with the soft landing. He came in with the soft landing and he gave her instructions. Hey, this is where it is. I'm a, I'm going to make you feel comfortable. This is where it is. This what time. This is what I want you to do. This is what I want you to wear. I want your hair in a high ponytail. I need you to have. Yeah, he gave her instructions, so she wasn't held for self-destruction. She lightened the low, and she said, let me ask my daddy. Let me ask my daddy, and you're going to come meet my daddy and pick me up at the door like a true gentleman. All right? So ladies expecting that shit. And he gave her the plan. All right? And then she said, I'll follow since you lead him. But women don't want to be led. Women don't even want to pick. You don't want. They don't even want you to pick them up and know where they live in they ghetto-ass projects. In a broke-ass apartment building, they don't even want you to pick them up because they too busy trying to act like they got it. So then when they get there, they could talk big shit and go back to their dirty-ass apartment. But uh, that's neither here nor there. All right, let's continue with this here. He done Ryan game owner and the bitch fell for it. Here we go. Yeah. Well, shall I pick you up about 8 o'clock? Instructions. That's fine, Woody. That's fine. 8 o'clock Saturday. And she responded. I think it'll be all right, but I'll let you know for sure. All right. Bye. Respectfully. All right, but well, here we go. All right, post forward to teens dating. Thirteen dating brothers. Woo! Teenagers dating by thirteen. Yikes! Having fun out here. It went to the festival, the fair, the carnival. All right. Oh, they get the palm reading. The witches are out. All right. He bought her a drink. Going steady. Going steady or dating exclusively became popular in the 1950s. Here we go. All right. They, okay. Take a look at what they're doing. I'm going to reference this in a minute. Take a look at what they're doing 
I'm going to reference this in a minute. But when you're having so much fun, time goes all too fast. So now the close. Now, this is where men messed up the dating. Because, yes, it's not just the women. This is where men messed up the dating. Now they're going to close. The time evening comes to the close. Now, you horny ninjas and you pickup artists and you ninjas are here trying to get laid. This is where y'all fucked it up. Because now every date is should been an automatic uh, pedussy. Okay. And you guys just don't know how to play the game right. Y'all just want to push up on the girl and bust a nut and go. I don't agree with this type of activity. Although I participated in it. <laughs> I don't think this is the best way to keep the marketplace safe. Because it does. Now that you have a lack of trust of them, women have a lack of trust of you. So now you got to walk her to the door. You got to get the badusi. You got to fill up on her. You got to get some steak on your finger. You got to kiss her. You press up on her because this is the last time you're going to see her. You gave her a little bit of opportunity. Instead of going, all right, let me let me fill you out. Let me make sure you're not crazy. Let me make sure I don't impregnate you. Let me make sure I don't treat you like a piece of shit that I can keep you along and keep you in my damn rotation. I don't need to hit it right away. I don't. Because it's. The next time I see you, you're going to be leaking when I see you. You're going to be waiting for me to jump down them, to take them panties off. You're going to be waiting to give me the panties. But no, nah, y'all got to press up right now. You got to get the kiss right now. You got to actually tell her you spent this much money, so you should get this in a, as a result. Or you went 50-50, then you still want the punani. Or you she paid for the date, and now y'all ninjas out here acting like your kings for $50 at the Texas Roadhouse. And then you expecting to get the punani. We, we are messed up. We are messed up. Treat me like a king. Treat me out. To, uh, you split the bill. She ain't, she ain't giving you no sex. Then you complain that Tyrone and Pookie got the sex. And now these women are out here running the carousel. And then they're coming back expecting the royal treatment and to be treated like a princess. See, the game is all fucked up. Okay? The game is all fucked up. All right, and the dating game is a mess. So they went on to talk about closing. How should you close? How should you drop her off? What you should do? Now, they're teenagers, so they didn't have them in the backseat getting knocked up. But I'm going to reveal a couple of things of why dating is not fun today. And some of those things were pictured in the video. Number one reason why dating is not fun. And I've said this, and I'm going to say it again. Number one too many old people dating. Dating was not meant to be for old people. And when I say old, I mean past 28. Hear me out. You guys should have been married. You guys should have been found a mate. And if you're effed up and already divorced and baby mama and baby daddy, and you're still out here dating, you are the wrong target market for dating. It's not meant for you old skeezers and you old heads. It has not been meant for you. It wasn't designed for you. Gray ass dating ass people, last ditch effort dating ass people, repackaged peace leave dating ass people, twice divorced dating ass people. It is not meant for you because now you guys set the expectations way too freaking high. Now, instead of going to, as they pictured, they said for teenagers, this is how you socially adapt. Now you're going in saying, women, I've already been to Mastro's, already been to Fleming's. I want him to do something extravagant, do something different than the other guys that took me out to extreme restaurants. So now he got to plan the moon. He got to take you up in a rocket ship in the moon. He got to take you on a helicopter ride to the Grand Canyon. He got to come up with all these damn ideas to keep you from being bored. 
because you're actually bored of dating. There's nothing else to do. And you're now dating because you're bored because you have nothing else to do. You're not impressed. Dating is not for old people. You can't be impressed anymore. So why are you putting this, um, this problem that you have onto a man? Well, he only took me out to mini golf. He only took me out to the carnival. Well, I want a real date now. Well, what is a real date? Well, dating comes from prostitution as well. You want to be treated like pretty woman. You want a stranger to give you gifts and pay for dinners and shit like that's not dating. That's called prostitution. Enjoy this hot dog. Enjoy this. Enjoy this malt. Enjoy this Sunday. Enjoy this banana split. Enjoy this car ride to the damn uh, uh, lover's leap. That's a date. Not this damn restaurant shit and impress me shit. Mm. See, these people are too old out here dating. Now y'all ass got to come up with all kind of crazy shit and ideas. When the idea is you done ran out of everything. If you're a woman over at, at, at least 30, you've done just about everything as a date. You've done everything possible. Then when I tell you, get the picnic basket, you get the cheese and wine, I'll bring the tuna fish sandwiches or we can switch. And then you don't even think it's a real date. That's the realest date that you could possibly have because that's what it was meant for. Now people come in with these expectations. Let's go with the next thing. You're bored. You're entitled. The man should do this, 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 and this. The woman. And I'm going to just sit here with my damn eyelashes and my fingernails and sit here. And offer nothing. You don't relax the guy. You don't have fun. You ask him 21 questions. You speed it. You treat it like this is the Spanish Inquisition. And you feel entitled to this behavior. And you just go home, pat him on the head. Never call him ghost. Too many women out here scheming, using this entitlement, as we already showed you. They're using traditional roles of dating and then scheming and tricking men out of dates, foods, money, attention, time, and whatever. They have no intention. They're just bored. They're just bored. And that is kill dating. First of all, it's not meant for you anymore. Give it up. Throw in a towel. Go to church and find a man and settle down and get the hell off the marketplace. Stop messing it up. People are serial dating, and it's going nowhere. Look, just be a prostitute, or just give me the punani, deliver it here, or do something else. Okay? The, last, the next thing is multiple people at once. If you look at this video, if you looked at this video, one of the things they talked about was that the benefits of dating was that it was somewhat seen as exclusive. And then people would normally go and immediately go to steady them relationships and so what, so forth. What people are doing now is they're dating men and women, multiple people at once. This is why I don't date. Everybody's got five and six, seven people that they're pushing, <laughs> funneling around and doing this. And at the same time, the man expects the woman to sleep with him. But she's sleeping with someone else, her ex, her baby daddy, or her ex-husband, a new guy, several new guys. And then he's also doing the same thing. And you guys are calling this dating. This is not dating. This is basically the freaking shuffle, whatever you call it. This is not dating. This is basically partner swap. Dating to me means you're exclusively dating me until further notice and I'm doing the same. If I come in as a guy and I have multiple bitches, which I don't say you shouldn't, but call it at, like you see it. And I and she has no men. She's only dating you exclusively. 
you're coming in wrong. You're not dating. What you're doing is you're just trying to add her to your list of rotation. You need to tell her that, in my opinion. But you're scheming her like we're complaining about women scheming men. This is not dating. This is some other shit. This is misleading. This is not coming in with the right intentions. I think dating should be almost close to courting. Other than that, if it's not that, we just fornicating. That's all we are. So if she's dating other men with serious interest or non-serious or foodie, and I'm doing the same, this is not a date. This is just a college dorm. This is just an orgy. This is an orgy. Yes, I say orgy, and I'm, I pronounce it that way for a reason. Okay, that's what it is. And I'm giving the honest truth and I'm telling both sides. Let's call it what it is. And these guys that are trying to spin plates and manipulating, they're just as bad as the guys, the women out here that foodie call men or date with ill attentions because she's bored. Now, guys, if you want to do that, just be out here doing that shit, right? And do it with the whores that you're supposed to do it with, okay? If you're going to be ho-hopping, ho-hop with the hoes. And hoes, don't be out here trying to be good women on the back end and then hoes to the ho-hoppers. <laughs> Call it what it is. Let's keep it clean. You can keep this market sanitized. All right, the next thing. And women are doing this with multiple men in their DMs. And not only do they do this, they come to your date and they brag about all the guys that they have. Well, I'm this and I'm that. And I got all these guys after me. They're OnlyFans artists. They got Instagram. They're celibates. They're on seeking arrangement. They got sugar daddies. And these bitches running around here telling you what you're supposed to do traditionally. This is absolutely devastating the market. It's devastating the market. Okay. Same as the dudes running game. I'm gonna run game and I'm gonna take her on a day and I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna I'm a uh I'm a lover boy her and I'm a um sell her a dream. Man, would y'all stay with the hoes? Y'all need to stay with the hoes over here. Pass your STDs around here. If there's women around here, but believing they're dating you exclusively you're messing up the game if they're a hoe and y'all want to go out here and do be hoe activity do what you want but there's people out here that want to date there's people out here who want to mate and now it makes it fun and not fun for everybody what else is making it not fun um people in big metropolises right it's obviously worse finding a mate when there's more people so now we move into city centers and you would think the odds would be better to find a mate, but it's actually worse. <laughs> okay. So when you're in a smaller area, it should be better and more advantageous to you. And because you know people's family, you know lineages, it should be easier. But even women in small cities got big ambitions. These girls are six, they're tens and two below. They think they can go to Houston and be a 10, and there are six. And then she has to bring her ass back after getting ran through in Houston and drop in the Tupelo. And now she's got to come in with some other man's kid. She got to come in with STIs. She got to come in with the big girl mentality when she was basically drowning in Houston. All right. So you have that going on. And so now the country boys and the small town boys don't have a chance at you. It's, it's absolutely disgusting. So these people that are in big cities who have the most options ever. Now you have most options ever on cell phones, Instagram, social media. Facebook, dating apps, you name it. You have the most options, but now we can't somehow figure it out in a city full of 5 million people. How, how should it be harder when we have as much access to people? It's harder because, number for all the reasons I listed, people are too old to be doing this. You should have threw in a towel a long time ago. You should have settled for your possible mate. 
long time ago. And that's you. That you're scheming, narcissist personality, dark triad, scheming ass men, scheming ass women, big expectations, delusions of grandeur. This must be some big ass date. I told you, I took a woman out to mini golf. That was my main date. That was my first entry that I would always offer women. So everybody at my mini golf always saw me with a different woman. <laughs> now, yes, I was dating and scheming. But that's neither here nor there. But I took a girl in the mini golf, young lady. She was actually an older lady. This is when I was dating older people. Uh, women, after 28, you shouldn't be dating. After 28, stop dating. All right, but that's that's neither here nor there. You can do what you want to do. But if you keep running into the same problem, you should probably try something different. All right, but anyway, I took her out mini golf. We go out. We have fun. We have a drink because that's normally what I would offer. I would say, you want to go have a drink? You can have a drink. Go get appetizers, whatever you want, or you can come to my house. Sometimes they'll take the extra step and go and not want to go directly to the house. Sometimes they went directly to the house. Hey. Because the date was short, and I was like, we got to know each other. Comfortable? You can come to the crib. So anyway, um, we go out to drink. Then she says, hey, I don't mind coming over. We come over, right? We do some heavy petting. We do a little bit of this, and I don't press. And we ended it from there. A couple of weeks later, she contacts me. Hey, where you been? I'm interested in seeing you again. And then she says, "You, but but I want you to take me on a real date. I want you to take me on a real date. Now, I asked, what the hell is a real date? And she proceeded to say dinner and all of this shit. Now, that's not a real date. That is not a real date. That's something that she believes she was entitled to. I'd already got down to that. <laughs> that's not a real date. You're not even getting that from other men. You're asking of that as you're entitled to that. What you want is some proper treatment. Thus, Let's give some proper treatment and context to what you're asking for. What are you asking for? A $300 date? What the hell are you talking about? A dinner at Mastro's to do what? She wants now to go up, up here. I, I'm up here. I'm entitled to that. In order to get this now, you got to go up here. Because she wanted to want to take you shopping. You want to take you for a meal. What's going to be the result? Again, I don't push and prod. Okay, but we already went out on a real date. You want... Some pretty woman shit. You you want to prostitute yourself. You want to prostitute yourself. That's what that's basically what you want to do because she knew the panties were coming off the next time because they was close to coming out the first. But now you want real treatment so you can give me the punani and feel good about that. No. <laughs> you want me to take you on a trip or vacation? No. So so she's selling it now. That's called prostitution. That's prostitution. Call it what it is. You want to feel better about yourself after I throttle you. And you want to feel better because your belly got full. And you can say, I took you out here and there. And you can show the show the photos. See, this is what I'm talking about. What is it? If you want to sell me the Punani, just sell it. <laughs> okay. If you want to sell me, if you want to sell me the Punani, we can skip the date. You can leave with $500 in your pocket. What you want? We can skip the restaurant. But I'm not going to go restaurant. <laughs> Right. I took you out on a real date. That's what a date should have been. But now you got to make it this big event. And in their mind, they're entitled to that or they're playing that I'm going to sell you it, but it's not really selling it to you. You see what I mean? They're selling it to you with with the indirect sale. And it makes men believe they're not paying for it. 
It makes men believe they're not paying for it, but that's exactly what you did. You paid for it. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Because they made you pay indirectly for it. They made you get dressed and buy your smell good and brought up, buy a belt that matches your shoes and made you get dressed and made you make the effort and made you make the plans and made you spend the money and made you do all of this and provided the context. And then she feel better by opening her legs because you paid and you paid her attention. Mm. <laughs> now, if she doesn't give you the punani, guess what? You paid and didn't get it. Yeah, bitch. All right. Right, you're nice. I'm not gonna say you paid and didn't get nothing, and now that's when you get into the scheming, finessing. She knew that sex was on the table, and then she insinuated, "Well, you kind of do the dance, you'll get me." Then when you did the dance, you pulled the back. Nope, I'm not that type of girl. Why would you expect something like this? You knew what was on the table. Mm. You knew why he was doing what he was doing. And now you're going to pull it off? When you've been doing this, you're now 33 years old. You've been doing this. You know the game. You're not 13. You're not 16. I get it. If you're 13, 16, and 19, maybe 16, I get it. Yeah, I'll give you the benefit of the doubt. But you've been ho-hopping in these streets for at least 20 years. In these streets? You've been doing it for 20 years. You know what this dating game is. Don't play dumb now. Don't play plausible deniability now. You've been dating since for 20-some years. You know what's up. This is why I go straight to the junior college. Forget all that. I ain't got no time for that. But let me get to the last two points because we're approaching the three-hour mark. One other thing. Again, <clears throat> dating wasn't meant to be done for years. You shouldn't be perfect at dating because the dating is a small part of the relationship. Like, you shouldn't be perfect at dating. You shouldn't have dating down pat. What you should be doing, the purpose of dating in the courting context, you should be able to date somebody, figure out who the hell they are, talk to their parents, know their background, and be able to determine if you are getting in a relationship. Ninjas and women who are perfect at dating or women who expect men to be perfect at dating, what you're getting is a professional. You're getting someone who only dates and probably is shit at relationships and anything per further than that. They probably terrible at relationships. Why? They only date. Mm. Women, same thing. I've been here. I've been here. I'm going to take it here and here. She probably shitty at relationships because she ain't never let a relationship go far enough to actually do it because she's been too much busy dating. Mm. She too busy dating. She a serial dater. She ain't no good at relationships. And she a 304. And she a prostitute. That's basically what she is. She good at prostituting herself. Let's just call it what it is. Um, dating wasn't meant to be perfected. It was meant to be able to find a partner and move on. So when people say dating, traditional dating, what we're doing is none of that. We're not doing any of that. Let's just be honest. We're too old out here dating. We're too messed up, too much baggage, too busy scamming, too busy trying to play, play dumb like a teenager, too busy wanting men to be, be traditional, and she's being progressive. Okay, it's, rid it's ridiculous out here. Let's just call it what it is. And it's simply not fun. 50% of men are checked out. Not because they're ugly and in sales, because they don't want to do this anymore. Because people aren't doing it for the right reasons. Okay, last one. Men are tired of women trying to be one of the boys. I know there's songs about this. 
about women pounding beers, wife her up, women that can pound alcohol, women that can throw axes, women that are one of the boys, women that can watch football games, women that are a fan of a team and you're a fan of another team and you can have this slight bickering. I know there's people that have a fantasy of uh, them marrying a female basketball player who can ball and you can ball. But let's just see. Let's just get it straight. Most men don't want this shit. You might think you want this because she seems down to earth and it's a safe option. You think that not many men would want that. So you go and target that. You think, but men are tired of men, women trying to be one of the boys. Cursing like a sailor, smoking weed. That doesn't mean you're not going to get throttled. You're going to get a lot of attention. You're going to get a lot of men wanting to get it and get it easy. That doesn't equate to a relationship material. But if I take a woman out, we don't want you to be one of the boys. But women believe they can be competitive and curse and do this. And this is a real woman. Yeah. If that's what you think, that's what you think. But you're trying to be one of the boys. Men are tired of that shit. This is why people keep asking for fit, feminine, and all of these things, these characteristics. But no, I'm going to be masculine, hyper-masculine, and dominant, and that bitch, and, and uh, boss babe, and I'm the boss, and I run this, and I run that, and I got this job, and I do this. And none of these jobs are worth shit. You just push pencils and papers around and meet all day. Okay, And then we figure out at the end, you broke anyway, just like the next woman. After you've been boss, baby, and I'm a real estate agent, and I'm in sales, and you still broke. You still need, you still need a man that's the traditional, even when you a boss chick. So this masculine approach, this one of the boys, this I can do just as better as you. This, this is mentality is killing dating. Continue. Yep, they farting, burping, cursing, picking their nose. They doing, oh, I'm, just one, I'm just one of the boys, letting their belly out. This one of the boys things is not working for dating. All right. So you, you saw in the picture, everybody dressed up and made their best effort. Guys, you show up with slides and your hat on backwards, showing up like Chad and Pookie. Some men are successful at it. Most men aren't. You go, guys are giving no effort. Women are giving no effort. Women show up looking like a guy. Women show up in lingerie and shit. Women show up and they flirt with other men and talk. And then they tell the man he's insecure. I swear to God. This is why dating is not fun. And it's simply not. Let me move on. Let me do, let me do this. Uh, and you can add to your own in the comment section. Please share your thoughts. And ladies, you're welcome to share your thoughts as well. I gave a lot from the male perspective and not from your perspective. I'm not an equality show. Sometimes I do you a favor and a solid. Sometimes I don't. Don't expect it. But if you want to add your two cents in, go ahead in the comment section to let your voice be heard. But I'm going to get to these super chats before we get too far off. And I got to get to a phone call later on. Shout out to, um, what do we got right here? Uh, DG Seymour says, Zion definitely didn't soak up Duke University's blue chip culture. His actions are indicative of the low value person. Yeah. Mm. Uh, you can take the person out of the country, but you can't take the country out of the person. He didn't stay at Duke very long. He probably was there all of nine months. And uh, he went back to Straggletown. Guys, if you get opportunity to get out of Straggleville, in the hood and the community, please do so. You got invited to Duke University Ninja. Put your polo shirt on, get your khaki uh, dockers, and learn how to play golf. All right, put your sweater over your neck and go play tennis, Ninja. And you can still be cool by doing that. But going and doing Ninja activities when you had an opportunity to get your ass out of the hood makes you look stupid. It doesn't make you look cool and down. It doesn't make you look real. Ninja, you're worth 160 80 million dollars and you went back to Straggleville. You an idiot in my point, man. Nigga. <laughs> I already cried. Yeah. All right. Get your goofy ass hat. Get your sweater vest. 
Get your shit on. Get your dockers. Go to the country club, Ninja. Go get you a skinny white girl. Look, because I, I look at John Morant and look at, jo look at John Morant and look at Zion. You had the opportunity to be who you want, create a whole culture behind yourself, but you chose ninja-dom. You chose to be a ninja. Ninja, ninja, not a race. Ninja is a class. And you chose low class. Black is not a race, barely. But look, being black and being a ninja is two different things. And ninjas think being black is being a ninja. Hey, look, you got out of ninja-dom. <laughs> you got out of ninja-dom. Stay out of ninja-dom. <laughs> You don't got to go back to the facts. Ninja's going to ninja. You go to USC, you go to Duke, you go to the NBA. Man, you ain't got to come back to the community, please. You stay out of Memphis. You stay out of Straggleville. You stay away from Straggles. But y'all want to go and be money and go back to being a ninja. <laughs> the money they got you. <laughs> Ninja's going to ninja whether they like it or not. Man, I won't even visit Ninja them. Ninjaville, Straggleville. I'm out of here. I'm worth 180 million. I ain't never want to see a straggle in my life. I wouldn't see a straggle as far as I could throw a straggle. I wouldn't even visit the ninja straggles. I wouldn't even go nowhere near ninja them. <laughs> I'm worth $28 and I refuse to go to Ninjaville. Not even to pick up no barbecue. I wouldn't even have a barbecue. I would have a barbecue sent by a helicopter or a drone from the barbecue spot. Man, black and ninja is two different things. Black is uh, somewhat of a race here. It's a new race, uh, but it's just a group of people, collective, that don't know each other. But for so supposedly we're supposed to be loyal. We ain't even from the same tribe. But ninja, ninja is non-correctable ignorance, all right? Do not, <laughs> it's not black, all right? There's a lot of ninjas that ain't even black. But ninjas is non-correctable mentality. It's a low class. I'm not that. <laughs> Going to the ninjateria and the ninjatorium and the ninjadom. And no, I don't want to be around it. Ninjaville. <laughs> ninjas, is, ninjas is leaving my stream. I'm allergic to strags and ninjadom. I'm allergic to it. <laughs> I stays away from it. It's not a part of my DNA. It's a part of low-class ideology and mentality. So just because I'm black don't mean I know anything and embrace ninjadom. I might, I might listen to it on the radio. <laughs> I might dance to it. I might quote some ninja lyrics. But I'm just having fun. Uh, let's stop. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Yeah, ninjas is a bad habit. It's basically ninjas shoot themselves in the foot every day and blame somebody else. Let me stop. All right, shout out to uh, your boy, Roberto Moreno. Says, shout out to the GOAT CGA. Join his locals. I heard it's the Roski truth and 10 times better than the free YouTube show Blessings. This is 100%. 100%. Join me on locals. Henry Resilient says she filed that. Oh, I already read that, but she filed the civil standby order. Um, asking or against him, citing that he threatened her allegedly. Yeah, right. Him getting kicked out of his house so she can get his stuff, not hers. Okay. Sucker for Love Ninja says, I recently got my passport and booked a two-week vacation in Costa Rica. My girlfriend is excited to go, but I want to go alone. How do I tell her without seeming mean? You should have told her before you booked it. 
Okay. And if she really want to go, tell her to pony up and tell her what flight you on. Tell her to meet you there. But um, yeah, man, I got a rule, man. Nobody goes on vacation with me. You're not entitled to a vacation with me. All right. So if you if you think we're in a relationship, which it should be pretty clear, even if you we hooking up for a year or two, you're not going on vacation with me at all. All right. I don't think so. That's that's not even a good. I mean, it could be good, but no. I don't like to I don't like to bring women with me on vacation as a general rule. Doesn't mean I won't do it, but nine times out of ten, I won't do it because there's women there. I, I don't want to be on her schedule. Typically, you bring a woman on vacation, she wanna shop, she wanna go to this, she wanna go where go look where the knickknacks are, she wanna go haggle with the people there. She kind of comes in uppity. Uh, I'm above these people. She wanna sleep in until 12, promising you some badussy after you go do the excursion she show up late she got to put her makeup on and her hair curl it right right you barely there you rushing her come on hurry up we got to get there we got to hit the uber we got to meet the place before the the boat takes off she is she dragging her feet <laughs> then she get bubble guts she get her period right on the vacation Now she in your room, and now you need to book another room to go get with one of the senoritas in the place you just landed. Okay, so she didn't double your double triple your expenses. Okay, I can't do my live stream in the room because she got walked by with her saggy teeth. Hey man, stay home, man. Just stay home. <laughs> All right, just stay home. All right, shout out to Blake Panther AJ. What's up, Coach? Got an interview at two thirty for my third remote engineer position. I'm stacking like Lay's, and he says, on your way to 200K a year, shout out to the coach gang and free agent lifestyle of life. Congratulations, man. Good luck on your interview. All right, good luck on your interview, bro, man. Hey, knock that interview down, and hey, my man's stacking like Lay's, and he's doing what? Multiple, multiple streams of income. All right, what do we got here? Uh, shout out to KT. KT is in the building. Kevin says, for the journey. Indeed, DGC more Italian coffee for the coach. Keep it up. I'm telling you like it is, ladies. If you don't like it, how I deliver it, please understand everything I say men think, but they ain't got the balls to say it. Everything I say men think, but they ain't got the balls to say it or pull it off. Meanwhile, you're there and he don't even want you there half the time. Many times you're just dead weight until proven otherwise. See, like this guy told me, he booked a vacation, but he can't even tell his girl he don't want her to go. And she's going to end up going, ruining this vacation. He don't want her to go. He don't got the balls to tell her. See what I'm saying? That's a prime example of what I'm talking about. So then she goes, he don't even want her there. Because he ain't got the balls to say, I got the balls to say, you stay home. I'll be back. I'm going to get the peace leave like he gave it to me in Vegas. I'll be back to Vegas. Give it to me like he gave it in Vegas. But I'm going to be in Europe. I'm going to get it from the Europeans when I get there. And then I'm going to come back and get it from you in Vegas. <laughs> all right if you don't like it bye if you like it i'll see you when i see you i got the leverage and options to pull it off <laughs> right anyway <laughs> all right but 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 what he don't want to do is he don't want to yeah somebody said he knows chad is in the picture what he don't want to do is go to costa rica for two weeks and then she gets throttled by chad that's why he wants to take her mm. you gotta let the guys ladies guys let these wild horses be wild horses. Let these wild horses run free. 
You guys want to own these women and you want to have your cake and eat it too. And you want to keep her on standby and you want to do all this stuff, man. Look, man, when you leave, she getting throttled anyway, whether you like it or not. Okay. Taking her with you is not going to prevent her from getting throttled. All right. She'll figure out how to do it. Let it happen. Do whatever she want. I don't give a damn. <laughs> do what you are. I don't own you. Stay here. If you want to get throttled, go get throttled. But when you see me next time, make sure you ain't got no herpes on your lips. That's all I ask. <laughs> Shout out to what we call him here. I can't pronounce this. Is it high anthem? He says freshman orientation season at the junior college. Of course it is. I got money. And by the way, there's new graduates out here. I'm not going to say where, but this is graduation season at the university and somewhere else. There's new people going to enter the market. For freshman orientation, Joe Biden knows. Are you a freshman at the university? No, no. <laughs> you look like no. a freshman. All right. Shout out to uh, my man, Kevin G. And ladies, if you're 30, you just have a new group of like hundreds of thousands of people who are now your competition. Whether you like it or not. Shout out to Kevin G says Atlanta fishes expect you to pay for makeup and outfits. This is how far it's going, right? That's how they test you. They'll test you and see if you will pay for something extra, even on the first meeting. And you're like, wow. And if you don't do it, they just go to the next guy. And then if you if nobody else do it, they circle back. They circle back. They'll just circle back. They just keep circling back. OK, uh, guys, when a woman leaves you, when a woman leaves you or loses interest in you dating and, and all of that stuff, she she's not waiting for you. She already going to the next option, then the next one, then the next one, then the next one. And then if those three or four don't work, she'll circle back to you and see if you uh, if you dumb. And then if you ain't dumb, she'll leave again. And then she might circle back again a couple months later after getting throttled. It's a circle back. That's going to be our new phrase. She's just circling back. Anytime she hey, big heads you, she's circling back back to you after getting ran through. And it's fine, ladies. But that's what you're going to be treated as. You're going to be treated as a practice piece of meat or concubine. Let's have fun. All right. But when you circle back on me, you stepped out of line. That's all you did. And you circling back to the end of my line. But they, what they do expect you to do is circle back and then put them back in the front of the line. I'm going to circle back to him. Hey, I'll see you this weekend. No, you already jumped out of line. Get your ass back to the end of the line. <laughs> all right. You have front line. I gave you it to you. Here we were. You fumbled the opportunity. You canceled last minute. Or whatever you did, you thought you could get something better. Then you circle back, back of the line. You can't get the same position that you just had, <laughs> right? Mm. So I'll see you again in three more weeks. Anyway, shout out to John P. He says, uh, oh, I already got you, brother, but shout out to you. <laughs> 100%. They think that they, in their world, just like men think that women aren't doing these things, in their world, they think you had nothing else going on and that when they dropped out, they could just jump back in the line. Oh, he ain't had nothing going on because you didn't. You had her going on. But that was because she got to the front of the line. And then you got had her going on. She dropped out. And then she thought, I'll just come back and then jump back in because he had nothing going on when we were talking back then. And he didn't. He had she was the priority. She was next. Next serving, serving number number 98. So I didn't have anything going on. You were in the front and I was serving you. Then you jumped out the line. 
Then you came back. Hey, I was number 98. Oh, wait. Now you number 130. <laughs> All right. Back in the line, bitch. All right. Anyway, that's how you got to treat him. Kaylin says, uh, Coach, would you agree that it's okay for a high-value man to be monogamous to one woman if he's okay with that? What I'm against is uh, women telling top-tier men that they'll leave if he cheats when she doesn't bring leverage to command that. Top-tier men shouldn't be forcing the monogamy because they will still have to provide and protect. Uh, I, I just say, just be honest. Just be honest. You'll be surprised. Many women don't want you to be monogamous. Like, they don't... They don't want you to be monogamous because they're not going to be monogamous or they understand the rules. I don't want to force a woman to accept cheating. Never do that. Right. And so when Kevin Samuel said men exercise their options, what he didn't, what he might not have said or what people didn't interpret was that the woman is aware of this and accepts it. Now, what people are trying to do is say, see, women should accept high tier men exercising their options. I think that's wrong. That's wrong. I, I don't think you should force a woman to say, hey, because I'm protecting and providing and I got the leverage and options, you need to accept it. No. Absolutely not. If she don't want to accept it, she don't want to accept it. That's the same as you cold approaching and then just pushing down her throat why she should accept you and give you the number. If she don't want it, she don't want it. But you'd be surprised how many women could play that role and accept it and get what they want. Okay. And, and they're out there, especially if you're high value, high tier, high status or whatever it is. They'll accept it. They'll, they'll just have rules. Like Zion Williams has these two straggles. One thing she said was, hey, I knew I wasn't yours exclusively. But getting other women pregnant and throwing it in my face is bad. And I agree with her because she was cool because he told her, I don't want to get married. I don't want to settle down. I don't want to be caked up. I don't want, I don't want kids, but then he did the opposite. So now she's like, wait a minute. I chose my role. You accepted it. You had me here. I knew there were other women, but now you marrying, now you impregnating other women. Now you caked up with her. What women will do is they'll say, I know you're with other women. They'll even acknowledge it. They'll insinuate it. What they don't want it is thrown in their face. You will find that this is called polygyny, by the way. <laughs> We're in it right now. It's just that women can have other men as well. So, but women don't want it thrown in their face. Same as John Kennedy, same as Martin Luther King's wife, Coretta Scott King. They knew what was up. You think they didn't know? They knew. It was evident. But what they don't like is you embarrassing them, which they don't, because now they got to answer to everybody at the country club. Now they got to answer to their relatives. Now they got to answer, just keep that shit on the low so I don't have to answer to everybody and look embarrassed. Tiger Woods' wife knew. Tiger Woods' wife knew about the other women. Now then when he started embarrassing her, she had to go upside his head with the golf club. She was mad that she was embarrassed. People don't understand. So high-value men can exercise their options. Women will play their role. But when, same as Derek Jackson's wife, same as Hillary Clinton. They had to say, Hillary Clinton, what do you think about this? And he had to be like, Hillary had to snatch Bill up. I done told you, keep your hoes in check. 
That's the difference between high-value men exercising their options and a woman knowing her role, playing the role, and getting what she needs to get out of it versus a ninja coming in saying, well, I'm high-value. You need to accept this. Come on, man. Those are two different things. <laughs> Clean your hoes up. Get your hoes in check. That's what she says. She'll say that. Man, you got to get your hoes in check. <laughs> and then she'll take the credit card and she'll say, Kobe Bryant's wife. Kobe Bryant's wife. Kobe Bryant's wife knew. Come on. You don't think she knew? And then when he didn't keep his hoes in check, guess what? She was like, now you owe me a $5 million diamond ring. This going to cost you. This going to cost you, man. It's going to cost you. Now you got to do something stupid, and I got to embarrass you. I want a $5 million ring. Guess what? Kobe like, shit. She like, keep your hoes in check. Now he had to go out and embarrass himself getting a $5 million ring. Guys, know, know what it is, man. <laughs> know what it is. There's women out here that will play that role. But anyway, but don't force them into it. Don't say, because I got leveraging options over you, I'm going to do it. You tell them what it is, or you show them what it is, let them decide. They decide, then you keep it clean. All right, what we got here? It is our nine, a.k.a. Dez coach. He says, just joined the Money Mindset yesterday. You set me up with Juco, and I've been living it. Shout out to you. But so I was dating a girl last year and she said I didn't know the definition of dating. She said dating was seeing multiple guys until she was ready to settle down. Mm. I don't agree with that. She says, I'm looking. I was looking at her like, no, dude, that's not what dating was like. Dating is supposed to be an understanding from the jump that we're only talking to each other until further notice. Mind you, she is 26 years old, single mom, too. Oh, she she shouldn't be dating, by the way. Also, the shuffling sound is underused on the stream. I'm going to get back to it today. By the way, 26-year-old single mother should not be dating. And listen, I have a small group of people who should be dating. If you're a single mom already, you should not be dating. <laughs> right? You're not. Right? I mean, you're not a dating material. All right? It is what it is. That doesn't mean you can't get a relationship. But expecting dating is, is out of line. It's completely out of line. I think, I think that, that that's out of line. But I also think that people dating multiple people at a time, it's out of line. So, you know, be happy, be sad. I don't give a shit. But I don't think single mothers should be dating at all. What they should be doing is finding a mate. But not through the dating vehicle. Not through the dating apps. Not through the, no. You should be doing something completely different. And people want to know that it is. Uh, courting, finding mates, finding suitable mates in the right situation ninjas at your school right your expectations should be down here like if you got kids if you got kids and those kids go to school together and this dude's divorced and you're a single mother and y'all just sapping to work that shit out that's different mm. y'all both on the same level same path but she out here single mother trying to get uh, a baller no <laughs> somebody said single dads too um single dads are quite almost different but um, I don't want to be I don't want to be double standards here. But single dads, uh, you got your plate full. All right. Single dads are somewhat rare. Single dad means you have the majority or all custody. Um, you should be somewhat understanding that your priority is the children. Right. It's going to be hard for you to seriously date if you have majority custody. But let's let's not play a double standard here. Y'all should be finding mates that are that that are suitable for you. Okay. So if you're a fornicate, fornicate, go to the junior college, whatever you're doing. But how are you going to date when you got majority custody of your kid? You don't got time for this. You Guys, single parents do not have no real time for even real relationships. You have no time for this shit. 
you barely have time dating. You got to have a babysitter, somebody to come over, send your kids. So how are you going to seriously date a person? Not only that, how are you seriously available for a relationship that will allow you to know the person if you're only seeing them when you don't have custody of your kids on the weekend, when you're seeing them three, four times out of the month and you're talking on the phone? This is not a relationship. That is not dating when you got limited availabilities for the person and your kids come first. Let me let me move on because this stream is going way too long. Okay. And then you got to sneak the guy in when your kids go to sleep after you uh, give them milk and cookies. And then you got to form. This is not real relationships. This is not real dating. Half the time, these people are just looking for somebody to uh, balance out their economic spreadsheet or some shit like that and then they rush into a relationship in a marriage and then one person moves in faster than they should have this is all low class dating strategy this is low class dating strategy this is crab ant mouse rat activity period <laughs> this is goofy y'all trying to make some shit y'all trying to tr uh, shove a square peg into a round hole it don't work this way. This is backwards as mating. This was backwards mating. And it's not intended for you. Let's keep the dating to people 18 to 28 that don't have baggage. Everybody else, <laughs> everybody else, backseat clapping. Yeah, everybody else mate and figure out who you want and get the baggage together. Go down to the damn trash compactor and figure out who's best for each other. Pull each other out the trash and get y'all trash people together. I'm just telling you. These people are too much baggage. You guys are dumpster fires. Get the damn fires together. All right, come on. Bob says, if you gave had to give a percentage, what percentage of women in the U.S., uh, who are the skeezers? A percentage of skeezers. Let's just say in a major city. In a major city, um, we got to discount anybody under 23, any women under 23 and under. Actually, let's say 22. 22 and under, I'm not talking about. And any woman over 60, if we just take that group, age 23 to 59, 80% of them are skeezers. 80. That's my, that's my 80. <laughs> like if we took the virgins and the church girls and the inexperienced girls, the, uh, the girls who are just introverts, who don't know what's going on, they're uncomfortable, they don't know what's going on, people who don't go to nightclubs, like, there's then the percentage gets murky, but 20, 25, 25 to um, 60, 80% skeezers, <laughs> right? That's a big city. I'm talking about a big city. 80% people been all around the carousel, been around the world, and I, yeah, yeah, it's a mess. Too much baggage. Everybody's a mess by that age. This is why I'm like, well, there's some good women out there past 25. <laughs> that hadn't been a skeezer already. Come on. Same thing with the guys. Whole hopping. Nah, man. <laughs> right. I'm talking about big city. All right. Let me do. Let me get that. I got to get in here. We got here. Mr. B says snacks and straps out here. Effing up. He says, uh, yeah. Uh, what we got here. Uh, give Zion and Ja the buzzer. Ninjas fumble in the bag and y'all letting them. Shout out to Mr. B for acknowledging that. Y'all letting these black men fumble the bag, Ja Morant and Zion. Weren't they in the same draft class? <laughs> it's crazy. 
Uh, what are we doing here? Shout out. Oh, I got Mr. B already. Let me check Venmo because I, oh man, please don't let me be far behind. All right. Because I got a call here. I got to make at 1230. Zion don't got no daddy. <laughs> All right. He ain't got no daddy. Where is daddy at? All right. Shout out to Faith says, hey coach, that was an interesting video, a blast from the past, but I didn't see one Negro in that whole prom video. Did you? He says, I'm sure the game would have sounded different. I kid, I kid. Shout out to you. Salute. Um, it would have sounded differently, but you guys got to realize the Negro community were the most stable, had the most stable relationships prior to 1960. The Negro community had the most stable relationships and marriages prior to 1960. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. And I do need to acknowledge the old cash apps. Hopefully you guys have some activity over there. Oh, uh, you don't. Okay. So if that movie was recorded for the Negro community, guess what? It probably would have been more stable. Until the Heron came in, until the Vietnam War came in, until the crack came in, until the welfare man came in, until the government came in, all right, until integration came in, until all of that uh, strong and independent came in, all right, the Negro community, the Negro community was the most stable, indeed, yes, indeed, but what happened to that? What that mean? Till the Democrats came in, till the Democrats came in, 100%. The Negro population was the most stable, the most married. To the Tuskegee Institute came in, and to the civil rights movement came in, and then all of a sudden shit went left. Uh-huh. New, 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 new world order. You can lie. You can to the reading rainbow community came in, to the crap came in, to the RB music came in, and to the rap came in. All right. And to the guns came in, to the gangs came in. New York community was the most stable. It was the actually the picture perfect lifestyle. And white people wanted to emulate it. They still want to emulate it, right? <laughs> they still, they still, to the catfish nuggets came in, to the Democratic fish fry came in. All right, look, man, we done, and we'll be back later this evening. Shout out to the Coach Gang. Do me a favor, hit the like button on the way out. And I think I acknowledged everybody. This was a fun show. <laughs> this was a fun show. To the Planned Parenthood came in, to the early terminations of pregnancy came in, to the strong and independent boss babe came in. Shout out to the coach gang. And we out. I want to hook up with as many men as possible. Hell yeah. Which, um, here's the thing. I wouldn't do that in college because one, I got chlamydia. And two, the frat guys don't try to make you come. I didn't have my first orgasm until after my freshman year of college. And that was after I had a decent sized body count for being a freshman. That's a tough freshman year. Chlamydia huh? and, and the frat guys don't make you come. That's a tough one. Yeah. <laughs>